22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. It's funny because now that Comic-Con is done, I thought that we'd be kind of sad, but it feels like Comic-Con has led us right into all the great nerd things that are coming up the next couple of months. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, because usually, if, like, you know when you go to Christmas or when you have Christmas or whatever holiday you, you celebrate and you reach the zenith and then there's like a drop-off? I feel like there was no drop-off. I don't think that holds true for Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we apologize to all the Jews already. Wow. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 44. Mike, we're coming towards your age. Uh, that would be 24. Yeah. We've already established that. We already, already established the exponent that goes after the 24. <laughs> I thought you were negative 16. I thought it was as well. Oh, God. He's, he's you know the cap can't count. Whatever. I'm one of your hosts, the cap, here with the ageless one, MFG, trending some places, Mike the Finance Guy. Thou cocker tolly devil incarnate. One day you're going to just mess up. And he just did. I, okay, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> and my other tag team partner is RT Square, Ralph the Tech. I've given her all she's got, Captain. No, wait, I haven't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and with us, a special guest, first time on the show, here to speak video games and other things geek. Say hello to Patrick, a.k.a. P-Tango. What's up, guys? I did not have a uh, kitschy catchphrase because they didn't tell me to fucking come up with one it's okay they didn't have one either yeah. <laughs> the cap never has anything catchy okay. hey, cap. well but not that not that he wants to tell his girlfriend the cap leads the charge and you guys follow that's what happens uh-huh. yeah. yeah we know what catchy stuff he has Likely wow <laughs> <laughs> well let's go back to a second to talk about so that's why he's taking penicillin huh? wow <laughs> spell it and then you can talk about it all right and that's P- why he's yeah that's why he's sitting on newspaper on my sofa <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um before we get into any of the the, the big you know the the segment we love to do the the, the long winded news. Let's talk a little bit about Comic Con. How did you guys um, feel about Comic Con? And I know Pat, I know you weren't able to go, but tell me. Also from, oh come on, let's not dog him on this. <laughs> Let, I mean, also tell me what you've seen in pictures and, and what kind of vibe you got from watching from the outside. Uh, you know, it looked like um the co- I mean, actually, I wasn't there obviously, but it looked like the cosplay was actually better this year from than last year. I know, but you guys said to the contrary. I mean, you might have also just. I took a picture of the better of, of all like all the good costumes. I tried, you know, as many as you could, but I just didn't feel the cosplay was as good. I don't know. I, really? What you guys thought? Um, I mean, I felt, and it's funny because Gigi, shout out to Gigi, um, she she said that she felt that a lot of the stuff, whether it was the panels or the cosplay, wasn't as good as last year. But I mean, I thought there were some great costumes. We saw a couple of our favorites, like um, Prickface Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like he couldn't be bothered with anything. Master of the mystic asshole. <laughs> that just sounds like a porn right there. <laughs> but but you saw the new the, the new thing he added, right? What did he add? He added like these contacts. He had these yeah. blue contacts. Oh, and, I didn't notice that. Oh, I did. Because I was like, oh, there's the prick. Oh, he added something different. He's still a prick. And then we saw Deadpool and Deadpool and, and Deadpool, Deadpool and Deadpool and Deadpool. And the parade of Deadpools through Artist Alley. Oh, God. I, that, that should just be a rule that there cannot be any more than three Deadpools at a Comic-Con. <laughs> Is it, like, is it like a sign-up sheet or something? Like they, they, they mail a PDF out? Or is it, you know? have like a lottery. And, but they, I mean, the only thing that's cool is that you get like a ton of the people that are do a standard Deadpool, and then you just get people that just go freaking nuts. You saw Grandma Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, the Grandma Deadpool. But I like Deadpool that, with a baby pack. I like the creativeness of it, but it just became a little bit too much. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know what? I I'm not even gonna. I'm not nerd knocking anymore because you know what? If they want to express themselves like that, that's awesome. It just got a little bit too much. No, I agree with that. But I mean, I, but to answer the question, yes, I think the cosplay was, you know, not as good as um, last year per se, but uh, I felt like there was a lot more people. Uh, it was yeah. really crowded. Yeah. yeah, and I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I mean, Friday was was pretty bad. Also, and they said, "Oh, Friday's not bad." No, Friday was bad. And Sunday, oh my goodness, all with, all, with all, the little kids walking around and you tripping over midgets, it was great. Yay, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how, how how MFG feels about kids. Yeah, you should have seen him. Every like few kid that passed by, he would stop and you know, take their picture. Fuck out of here. I think it's, <laughs> he, was, he was putting it on his wall so he knows who to kill. Where do wow. you live, little boy? <laughs> and is this your sister? <laughs> and, and this is why MFG did not go into politics because you have to kiss the baby. Like, up oh, end of the campaign right there. Game over. <laughs> Get that piece of shit out of my face. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, already? Damn. You okay. Got, you got to do it for that one. All right. So, but Comic Con overall, I mean, how, how'd you guys feel overall for those who went? I enjoyed it. I definitely had a good time. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Especially that Sleepy Hollow panel. That was awesome. The Sleepy Hollow panel was great. I just wish more of the stars showed up. If you figured the biggest name was Orlando Jones, you know. I mean, granted, you know, the other cast members that show up, but, it, you know, I wanted the, the two big ones. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mike is funny because Mike was willing to leave right after the question time. Like, right, right when it becomes questionnaire time, like, yeah. let's ask the audience. Mike's like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to hear, oh, I love your show. And I was just wondering about, and, you know, in scene four of the episode nine, you're like, I don't care. And they're not going to tell you anything that they didn't already tell you already. Right. Well, you're lucky it wasn't in a Star Trek panel because then they would be like, okay, in season three, episode 27, when you know that part with the physics and this thing and this and thing and this And the door doesn't close all the way? Yeah. (laughs) How does that happen? And then you see the the, the actor be like, "Um, it's just a show. (laughs) But do they even have like the the Trekkie Star Trek thing? There there was a whole Trekkie panel, I believe, on Friday. But I remember on Friday when I went with my brother, there was like... It must have been like the Deadpool crowd. There was a sea of like um, Star Trek people dressed up together walking around. Right. It was like a Star Trek gang. I'm kind of scared. No, I mean, like, do they still have right? an only uh, Star Trek Trekkie? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they still they do, do that because you don't hear about it anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, okay. But, you didn't see any red shirts on Friday, right? <laughs> All gone. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed myself. I had a great there time. There's a ton of Star Wars people, though. Yes. Yeah, you oh, would, my God. You would have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah Pete Tangle. Yeah, well, last well last year I saw a really good like uh you know uh, movie quality Anakin, and I was just like, yeah, if you're gonna spend the time to do movie quality, why the hell do Anakin? You know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, exactly. Seriously, you know? <laughs> oh, that, man. nothing that makes you think of the first three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it, that, that's definitely true. And I'm so glad later on in the show we're gonna be able to be talk about. Actually, well, not too much later on. We're gonna talk about Star Wars because um, it's funny watching the new show. I had to like reacquaint myself with the universe. It's like touching yourself in public, isn't it? <laughs> you want to do it because it feels good, but at the same time, you don't want anyone else to know you're doing it. <laughs> I, I just keep my hand there. I'm, I'm always in the universe. <laughs> so Pat calls his shit the universe. Please the universe. <laughs> Is that big? You want me to show you the universe? <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> universe is so small <laughs> i thought you said the universe was expanding <laughs> i guess that's where it stops it's so cold because <laughs> i had a bottle of ice water down there <laughs> typically i would go right into all the other stuff about comic-con like wrestlers and all that stuff i'm not gonna do that this time i want to go right into the geekdom let's go to the quick news Oops, wrong one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and Ralph, right to the end. Ralph's taking that out of editing. I swear to God, he's gonna. <laughs> no, no, I'll leave it in. All right. And now, the quick news. 
with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Yeah, you know, it's not quite as quick as it used to be. <laughs> wow. When was it ever quick? It was quick until you guys interjected. Have you been told that before? It's when? not as quick as it used to be. <laughs> I've <laughs> learned to control. <laughs> Janet Jackson helped me. Oh, I love love Janet. <laughs> Early Janet. All right, quick news or, or not so quick news. Go for it. Well, as seen on the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later Facebook page, bitches, it is confirmed. Fantastic Four to be canceled in 2015 with a triple size issue number 645 called Fantastic Forever. Why? Because Marvel refuses to promote Fox's reboot abortion of the title in any way, shape, or form. And this kibosh also includes all branding and merchandise of Marvel's first family and strongly related secondary characters. Wait, wow. It's going not only for the comic, but anything related to Fantastic Four. That- well, yeah, they'll show wow. up individually in other comics probably. But right. as far as like um, branding anything as a Fantastic Four, no. Like, uh, like for the 75 years of Marvel, they, they have nothing Fantastic Four drawn. There's no Galactus. There's no Doom. There's no Fantastic Four. Nothing. That wow. sounds like two hillbillies feuding over something. Doesn't it? Wait, yeah. wait, I don't want you over there no more. We're, yeah. we're referring to Fox and Marvel as hillbillies. Yes. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Meanwhile 22. They're hillbillies. It's a hillbilly feud. There you go. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it's kind of like like two little kids fighting over something, honestly. It yeah. just kind of feels that way. I think my well, analogy was better. Well, the only difference is they're fighting over the thing that Marvel actually owns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I give them, I mean, I understand what they're saying. I just think they're being childish about it. I feel that way also, but I'm also hearing, and I don't know if this is going to be in your quick news, but I'm going to throw out there anyway, that they've done the same thing with X-Men, I hear. That, that oh, they're it, not doing it with X Men so far. I mean, they're because it's look, doing the, well. Because you look at the seventy-five years, I saw the thing. I saw the um, I don't know if it was a poster or the advertisement for it, and I didn't see any mutants. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything recently, but I, I hadn't read anywhere that they've been uh, acting the same way. But only because the movies have been doing really well. Yeah, and and also because you know, um, I guess I'm sorry. Sony was no wait. Sony on Spider-Man. Sony on Spider-Man. Right. Um, Fox is X-Men. Fox is also Fantastic Four. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. All right. Yeah. They just really don't like the reboot. I, but they, they're also, I think they're trying to pressure and see if they can kind of maybe force Fox to give it back. Or force the hand? Yeah. Maybe see if they'll give back the Fantastic Four. If, if this I don't think it's going to happen thing. that way. I don't think so either. I think it's very childish. They're like, boo-hoo, no comics. We still own the rights and we can do whatever we want with Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. We'll make the fantastic puppies and fucking and throw a big finger to you. We're burning money to say fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. But the Fantastic Four has been selling very poorly anyway. Oh, yeah. Especially that last reboot that people tried to say was cool and it wasn't. With it the was, red suits? It was okay. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Sure. Not like Daredevil, you know? <laughs> it wasn't horrible. <laughs> what else you got there, Mike? Well, Camden can't catch a break. First is the name of a city in New Jersey. Uh, and now it will be forever associated with actor and Kitty Diddler, Stephen Collins, who played the pastor slash dad, Reverend Camden, on Seventh Heaven. Oh. Collins <laughs> confessed to his estranged wife that he was a child molester, and it's all on tape. Uh, it's a tape from uh, TMZ, but it's a tape nonetheless. That's <laughs> uh, just pretty damn twisted. Yeah, when I, when I heard that, I didn't recognize who the I mean, the, I saw the name on the headline, and I just didn't know who it was. And then when I saw who it was, I was like, the Seventh Heaven guy? <laughs> well, well, let me just check something out there because, you know, uh, Patrick here is, I mean, he's like, what, one or two years younger than me. But let's just, do you even know <laughs> what Seventh Heaven is? I can't believe he even Did got away with that, that one. <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I've heard of it. 
Exactly, exactly <laughs> my point. That's why I wanted to double check. Because he's like, seven heaven? What the? <laughs> for, for, for those in the audience who don't know about the show, it's, I believe it's about a preacher and his wife, and they have seven kids. Or yeah. something, or five kids, or, or five kids, seven. and they make seven. Yeah, yeah, so so it's kind of like Brady Bunch modernized, but obviously they have you know more values and that whole thing. Yeah, Jessica, <laughs> yeah, Jessica Beale was in that show. Yeah, they did have more values. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if any of the the, the the kid stars will come out and say you know he touched me. <laughs> you know, it was weird when I I used to watch that when I was in junior high, and I was looking at this guy, and for some reason it always gave me a creepy vibe when I saw him on TV. Yeah, he has a creepy look to him. Yeah, so so now it's out that he is creepy. It's not only the look he is. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. What else? We have Nielsen. You know Nielsen. They're the television research firm. Well, they acknowledged on uh, Friday the 10th that it had been reporting inaccurate ratings for the broadcast networks for the last seven months. The error wound up benefiting one network, ABC, while negatively affecting all the other ones. But it remains unclear how the mistake would affect the billions of advertising dollars that they uh, that everyone based on these Nielsen ratings, wow. um, as well as their reputation. But the, it's just it's a, it's amazing that that could be going on for seven months and how many shows we may have lost because of that. Um, it said that several television and advertising executives um, expressed degrees of anger and incredulity at both the incorrect ratings and the amount of time it took them, which was seven months. Um, to discover the problem. Nielsen has long reigned as the main source of the entertainment industry's measurement of TV audiences, and its ratings are the currency of a nearly $70 billion advertising market. Wow. $70 billion. So they, they're basically monopolizing the way um, the way TVs go about finding out what, who's watching what, and they're basically in control of where the $70 billion well, there's other go. There's other rating areas, but of course. They're, they're the main one. They're the one that yeah. everybody goes to. Exactly. Like, you know. is it, do you remember that episode of Family Guy where... Um, Peter becomes yeah. the Nielsen family. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> he had all like, those boxes. He has like 20 different boxes and he controls what people watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much what it's like though. So I mean, you know, if your show went away, blame Nielsen. Wow. <laughs> and, and you know, what's funny is you said what, seven to nine months? I'm sorry? Uh, seven months. Seven months. I'm thinking, when you said seven, I thought you were going to say years. I was like, holy shit. Could that's you a imagine it was seven years? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. All right. And I'm wondering if this hasn't happened before. Oh, you know it probably I, has. I, so I'm, I'm wondering if this is something that maybe somebody found out because they want to oust Nielsen to kind of get another system in there. Or, well, no, Nielsen I don't admitted it. They, they, they say that it was, um, uh, Nielsen admits that it was a new software that caused a bug. Yes. But it didn't affect cable network. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Wow. Software. Right. ABC went to them and was like, listen, Nielsen, right, we want to get more advertising on our channel, so um, here's a million bucks. How about, you know, you just say that ours, ours is being watched more. So, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, ABC was the first to jump out there. We had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so ABC benefited. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because they said, he said that. No, no I'm saying, no, I'm saying, wow. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing. And you I'm say talking. that I'm not listening. You weren't listening. <laughs> what? You, <laughs> you see the bickering I had to put up with? I'm glad other people are here to witness L- this. Like two hillbillies. <laughs> like two hillbillies. <laughs> 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 Please stop. <laughs> what else you got there? Well, how do you resurrect a 30-year-old cult franchise? With boobs, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters 3 has an all-female cast. No. The officially what? untitled movie will be directed by Paul Feig of Freaks and Geeks and Bridesmaids. And penned by Dan Aykroyd of the original Ghostbusters and Katie Dippold of Parks and Recreations. It is unclear if this film will connect to the original franchise or simply restart it. Or have Tina Fey in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you said that with such anger. Who no, are no. the four people <laughs> because who I'm think- chosen? Yeah. No idea. No, no. So, But they're saying it's an all-female cast? So far, that, that seems to be the only part that is actually... Is the secretary going to be a female also? Um, or is I that, that going to be switched around? Is everything gender bent? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is the mayor going to be a female? Hmm. Will Slimer be female? 
Slim Marina. Well, even the the the, the symbol be fe- have a fe- like a female look of the ghost. I don't know. <laughs> Will any of the females be black to replace the black guy? Wow. And of course, because it's really funny because it's like there should be four of them. Right. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see what happens. That's true. No, that, that's very true. Wow. That's the only thing that cemented that. that is that supposed to be a female cast? That supposedly is. That's the the one thing. Oh man! You know, did you ever see Ghostbusters, Patrick? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've seen. I've never actually seen an entire one. I've seen like parts of them. And everything. <laughs> so is this like Charlie's Angels meets Ghostbusters, essentially? I hope not. My yeah. God, be, <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible thought. Hold on, hold on. Stop that record again. That's a classic, Pat. <laughs> but Charlie's Angels meets Ghostbusters. What he was asking is this what this would be like, and I'm like, that better not. No, be. hell no. It, it'd hell be no. cool if they did like where you have the original four, and they're like you know retired or something, and they're, these are the new trainees. I could deal with that. I don't think that's going to happen though. They said that what was holding up a third Ghostbuster movie all this time has been um, not Dan Bill Murray. Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah, that's really. Right. Yeah, but yeah, somehow they said that when this was announced, that he was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> you would think he'd be the first one on that. Well, he had talked about he, he wanted a certain role and they didn't want to give him a certain role. Like, right. I had heard that he wanted to play a more prominent role in the, yeah. in the third movie. And they're like, no, 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 no. And they tried all the things like he was going to die and his ghost was around and his, the ghost was, his ghost was helping guide the new team. And I'm like, wow, you're really stroking yourself off hard, aren't you? <laughs> He's Two Bill pumps, Murray, not man. four, by the way. <laughs> He's Bill Murray, man. What do you expect? Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, what else he got there, Mike? Screw the Punisher. That's what I say. And zombies can suck it. What? Because <laughs> the redhead of Riverdale will have a new problem in Archie meets Predator. What? <laughs> the oh, series starts. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that. The oh, series starts during a spring break in uh, to a trip to Costa Rica for Archie and the gang. When the aftermath of a fight between resident horny hoes Betty and Veronica catches the attention of our favorite, if I can't win, I'll blow everything up, Hunter from another planet. Though the action does move back to Riverdale during the course of the four-issue miniseries, uh, which the writer Alex DeCampi proudly calls completely insane. Uh, this full-color fun fest will be illustrated by Archie veteran Fernando Ruiz, who oh. I saw at the Comic-Con. All right. Are, are, are they literally just throwing darts on a board and picking out different ideas? Yep. <laughs> Is that, so what are we going to do next? Oh, snap. Uh, the dart landed on a DVD of Predator. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> but you know what? I liked... Archie I, meets bar- barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, and that's the end of our show for today for Mike the Finance Guy. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but um, I like some of the risks that Archie Comics are taking. Yeah. Archie's been taking these phenomenal risks and saying, you know what? We, it's been the same format for the past... 40 years let's change it up let's kill yeah. archie in one uh, in one version let's have zombies invade i like this right the punisher he met the punisher he met the pu- exactly it's like i'm okay with it i'm really okay with that yeah i don't mind it it's, it's, it's only four also. issues yeah, it's, it's meant to be fun you know I, I i can't wait to see how this turns out p.s has afterlife with archie ended yet i don't know i'm behind on my comics oh that's right That's right. you heard it here i'm behind on mfg behind on his comics ah that's just another day yeah pretty much another year <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Afterlife Archie comics. If you're not reading it, please read it. Yeah. Is, that, is that the one where he dies? No, it's the no. one with the zombies. Oh. <laughs> I, Life with Archie is the one where, where he dies. Yeah, because they go into his future there, and he just dies he saving shot. a friend. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot. No, thanks for spoiling that for me. Spoil, spoil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how the river river song? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! I spoil something for Ralph. <laughs> what else you got there? All right, uh, the CW's Flash gets panache. Uh, Rose Gallery villain and on and off vigilante Pied Piper has been added to the Flash TV series. Andy Mantis will be gay for pay as out and proud Hartley Rathaway, a former Star Labs technician with a soft spot for Sonics and a hard on for revenge against Dr. Harrison Wells. 
In the comics, the Piper is romantically involved with Barry's boss, David Singh, but it's unknown if the show is going to follow suit with that. Wow, okay, that'd be kind yeah. of that'd be interesting. But I don't know about Pied Piper, especially knowing that another show used a Pied Piper villain also, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, well, but it's not did, the same but, universe. Yeah, I know it's different, but it's like you know, all right. get over it. It's like, come on, guys, let's they, change. They use the Pied Piper of legend. And yeah. This is Pied Piper super villain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about the Pied Piper. The Flash's version of the Pied Piper, but we'll see. Yeah, you we'll know see what? how I, they do it. I've, I've been pretty impressed so far. Oh yeah. 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 All right. But wait, there's more Uh-oh. Flash news. All right. Question: What do you get when you combine actors Victor Garber and Robbie Amell? Answer: Turbine Ignis. All right, so what does that mean for the non-Latin-speaking hoes at home? It means these gentlemen will portray Dr. Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond, respectively. And that also means... Firestorm! Damn right. As we already learned in episode two, Raymond is Caitlin Snow's fiancé that is believed to have died in the accelerator's explosion. So that'll be an interesting twist. Because Caitlin Snow is... Who? That girl. Kiss not the lips of Killer Frost. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she's wow. doomed basically to be Killer Frost. Oh wow! So that'll be interesting. Firestorm, that would be fantastic. I mean, maybe I, they'll I'm make her into a good Killer Frost. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, considering that that's normally his memory, but I, I, enemy. But um, it'll be interesting to see. And you figure she's got to like stop being the cold-hearted bitch. She'll, it'll make her smile. Come on, she gets Firestorm. That's that's two dicks in one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's getting jerked. <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> she, she's getting two guys, but one dick. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> It'll just be twice as long. Wow. <laughs> or no, he's fire someone. You just make two. Three or four if you wanted to. <laughs> what is he, he fire cow? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And did they say when that's going to happen? Uh, episode three, they'll introduce Ronnie Raymond officially. So okay. I don't know like when they'll actually show that he's Firestorm. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Look forward to that. All righty. Uh, would you have expected to start the New York Comic Con with a thud? Well, the House of the Mouse and Shitty Ideas refused to be upstaged by DC's Dan DiDio, so Marvel has announced a new Secret Wars in 2015 to mark the 30th anniversary of the original mega crossover event of 84 to 85. I love Secret Wars. I don't know why they're going back and revisiting yeah. Well, this yeah. again. Well, the first Secret Wars, that was the good one, not the creptabulous uh, Secret Wars 2 that should have just been called Beyonder has a mullet and shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. I, mullet. I, I could have sworn he looked like a, a mix of a mullet. He had the mullet and then he had the Michael Jackson Jericho. Oh, he had the Jericho. And, and he was white. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, was he also grabbing his crotch and saying, <laughs> but he was in those outfits. He looked, yeah. the Michael, they were very Michael Jackson inspired. Yeah, they outfits. had zippers everywhere because it was the 80s. So That's Michael Jackson called from Neverland and he's like, listen, uh, I want to be in the comic book, so can you make me like a supervillain or something? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's DC. We don't have to change our pants on. We just have you white. Wow. <laughs> no, it's actually Marvel. Well, well, um, so the, the new Hush Shh War will be brought to us by writer Jonathan Hickman and artist Asad Ribic as the year-long event starting in May of 2015. Okay, so we have some time to brace ourselves. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, and it's funny because th- th- there was also another Secret War miniseries called Secret War. Right. Yeah, and, and people like, what? Okay. Yeah, Secret Wars, and they based Secret the video Wars game 2, and that. then Secret War. Right, and they based right. the video game, which video game? Alliance, Marvel Alliance 1. Was it the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, that, they based yeah. that off of part of that, which is weird. Yeah, you know, I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. All right, all right, interesting. Marvel trying, Marvel trying to spice up the spice of the news. What oh, else yeah. we got? All right, two more things. All righty, uh, it's a little sadder note. You may have known her as Rosie Morales from La Bamba, Marissa Estevel from Batteries Not Included, Dora Calderon from I Married Dora, Jesse from Je- Jacob's Ladder, Bibi Corrales from Resurrection Boulevard. She was the voice of Mirage from The Incredibles. Even Sofia Vergara's mother, Pilar, on Modern Family, just to mention a few characters in a career that spanned four decades. 
But on Tuesday, October 14th, Cuban-American actress Elizabeth Pena was pronounced dead in Los Angeles of natural causes after a brief illness. Uh, she was 55 when she died, even though the IMDb lists her at 53. It was something that the family members yeah. said the age was wrong there. But that was pretty sad. It was, I was, I, I was, I was, I was seeing her for sad. years. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because you see her in a lot of things. Yeah. And I remember growing up, in, um, growing up in the late 70s, early 80s, just... I mean, um, way before my time. Oh, whatever. <laughs> just remember seeing. You agree with me, right, Patrick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Mike. <laughs> I, I just feel like you know, seeing her on TV in the '80s was like one of those things that, as a Latin, as a Latin male, you see on TV, and like, wow, there's somebody like us out there on TV. And she was a great actress. She was oh, yeah. fun. She was funny. She could do serious. She did all that stuff. And I didn't realize that she was the voice of Mirage yeah. in The Incredibles until when they, when they, when the announcement came that she had passed away. That um, that's when it catches the geek radar. I was like, "What?" I, and, and I was like, "Okay." Now, when I when I heard it again, I was like, "Oh, it makes total sense." Right. It, but oh my goodness, well, uh, I don't want to say big bucket of win, but you know, uh, great career, great person. You know, paved the way. You know, she, she will be missed. You All just right. did say big bucket of win. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> all right. And all last right. but not least, Mike. All right. Something for all the geeks to be excited about, even though everyone's been talking about it. It's official. Marvel has to share the superhero sandbox with DC. Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Tujihara announced on October 15th the studio's plans for his DC entertainment properties, naming 10 DC movies to be produced between 2016 and 2020. And that's in addition to three Harry Potter spinoffs and three Lego movies. So the quick rundown. We have Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, directed by Zack Snyder, 2016. We have Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer, 2016. We have Wonder Woman, starring Gal Gadot, 2017. We have Justice League Part 1, directed by Snyder, rumored villain Brainiac, with Green Lantern appearing at the end, warning of Darkseid, in 2017. We have The Flash, starring Ezra Miller, who? I don't know, 2018. <laughs> we have Aquaman, starring Jason Momoa, 2018. Shazam, 2019. Justice League Part 2, directed by Jack Snyder, 2019. Cyborg, starring Ray Fisher, 2020. Green Lantern, also in 2020. Probably we'll forget about that horrible one by that point. <laughs> All right. Additionally, there are three Harry Potter spinoffs based on J.K. Rowling's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them novella, which have been announced for 2016, 2018, and 2020. And three Lego movies starring Lego Ninjago in 2016, the Lego Batman movie in 2017, and the Lego movie in 2 in 2018. That's a you, lot. You practiced that. I ran. I read it a few times. You practice. You practice. That. Now, do you expect to be alive at that point? Can you expect to even watch half of those movies? I would expect to only be thirty by that point. <laughs> by the time, by the, time the, uh, the the twenty twenty Green Lantern hits. Oh my god! Well, I, well, I'll say that. I mean, I, I'm very surprised they're going to go with the Harry Potter spinoffs. I'm like, you could just you should just leave that franchise alone. But then yep. again, from a business standpoint, it's oh, making right. money still, and there's nothing new coming out, so right. you might as well jump on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't do Harry Potter the later years, you know, where he's like a middle aged guy with a beer belly and he's beating already- beating Hermione to death, even because cheating with her on the side. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it going to be completely like separate from the original like um the original characters, or is it going to be like new story completely, new characters? Well, if, if you've ever read uh, read um. Was it Guides of Monsters or something? Fantastic Beasts and Where okay, to Find Them. Yeah, yeah it's it's just uh, like a guide of like different monsters. In oh the, yeah, in the oh yeah, I remember that. I never, I didn't read it though. Yeah. yeah, so that's what this, that's what these three movies. Somehow they're going to make that into three movies. Just yeah. imagine that. Oh, so it's, it's like um, it's based on the it's, novella. It's like yeah. it's like The Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> where they take one story and stretch. They're, it they're probably the going to have like the the author of the book as the main character going around writing about these creatures. Yeah, it's probably. like roses are red, violets are blue. This movie's too long. We're going to make three of them out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to make that into a trilogy, right there. You know, <laughs> uh, Peter Jackson. Exactly. Peter Jackson. <laughs> Each one's three hours long. Um, interesting side note, though, and I'm sure it's just a mistake on it, but Gal Gadot is not currently listed to appear in the Justice League movie, but uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane is. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I'm sure it's just one of those things they haven't gotten around to printing, but I'm like, 
So you're not going to have her in this movie? Is it like Rogue and X-Men? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and of course, we've heard the latest thing, right? What? Um, and I didn't put this on the news because was it was just getting longer, but I'm going to bring it up anyhow, was that um, they're talking about that it's actually from someone that's on the set and he's like breaking vow of silence to stay anonymous is that Carrie Kelly is going to be seen in the Batman v Superman movie. And Carrie Kelly's the female Robin for all of you that may not have read The Dark Knight Returns. That's what that deafening silence was. Yeah, it should be definitely <laughs> silence. Now, they're not saying that she'll be Robin, but she will be in the film. And that supposedly is true. But like he's like, if they actually revealed the guy who'd be sued for like five million bucks or something like that. So he's like saying like, you cannot say who I am. But oh supposedly he was an actor. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. That's all, the, that's all the quick news? That is all the quick news. Don't you dare tell me you got something. Well, dude, as so, as so long as it was, <laughs> I had something and I forgot. So fuck it. <laughs> That was my goal. <laughs> I Maybe. got some quick news. What? Go okay. ahead. Oh, my, wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. My quick news is that the quick news is over. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> you are like that corny kid in fifth grade. Oh, my God. That's, that's still in fifth grade. It's it the whole class quiet, and then just, you know, it's, it's, we're all let down at the end. You know? <laughs> and, then the kid, and then you have the kid in the back. Wah, wah. <laughs> all right. All jokes aside, let's get right to the first half of the show. Let's talk about the new show that's on Disney XD. I was about to say Cartoon Network. And you would have been wrong. I would have been wrong, but that's why I corrected myself. Um, Star Wars Rebels. Um, I know that Disney XD has been very successful with the Star Wars animated um, series. They had the other one that they, they were doing. What was it? Um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. And what's funny, I didn't even see, finish seeing all of it. And I, Clone and Wars is, was on Cartoon Network, not Disney XD. Was it on Cartoon Network? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I think it was before. Like they, they Actually, no, was it? Yeah, it was. It was before, yeah, they, it was before, they, before they sold the rights to Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... With a synopsis. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Because you always look at you all serious. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like you doing geeks on the go. <laughs> I'm like what? Where's my synopsis time? <laughs> but go on with your sentence. So with the synopsis of Star Wars Rebels is RT Square. It's <laughs> MFG Mike the Finance Guy. <laughs> that wasn't funny. All right, so everyone out there listening, of course, it's exciting because why? It's back to me talking. All right, Star Wars Rebels is the most recent animated TV series adding to the Star Wars legacy. The series is produced by Lucasfilm and Lucasfilm Animation and began airing on Disney XD October 3rd with a 44-minute episode entitled Star Wars Rebels Spark of Rebellion, and there are 16 episodes expected for Season 1. So now on to a synopsis. Set 14 years after Episode 3 and 5 years prior to Episodes 4, that's 19 years between Episode 3 and 4 for all you hoes at home that can't add, and the people from New York. What? Yeah, I went to a New York public school. So. You, you know, I know you can't add. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Rebels follows the story after the fall of the Galactic Empire and the death of nearly all Jedis. As the title suggests, the series is centered around a generic group of do-good do-gooders rebelling against the growing evil empire of the growing evil empire. Uh, the Rebels consist of five living beings and a homecraft version of R2-D2. We have Kanan Jarrus, the leader of the Ren- and, and the Renegade Jedi survivor. We have Ezra. Bridger, 14-year-old con artist, thief, and pickpocket, and all-around annoying son of a bitch. We have Garazeb Aurelius, a former Lassat officer that serves as the group's Chewbacca slash Wolverine. We have Sabine Wren, a Mandalorian with expert knowledge of weapons, combat, and explosives, and whose other main skill is wall art and propaganda graffiti. I'm not joking about that. <laughs> um, you also have Hera Sandula. I love that name. Uh, she's a Twi'lek who pilots and owns their, ho- uh, their ship slash home that they named Ghost. As well as C110P called Chopper, that's Harris tweaked out Astromech with a penchant for zapping things with, with its electrified pincers. Now, after spending most of its budget on cool names for the cast, there doesn't seem to be a lot left for scripts and production values. 
Will the animated series be a new hope against the Phantom Menace of the prequels? Or will the Empire strike back with a revenge of the shits? <laughs> <laughs> you all loved it. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick's reading my stuff beforehand. His head just fell down when he got to that last part. <laughs> that was. I wish this was a video podcast because the CP Tangles reaction to that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Pat was like, he went there. Fuck. <laughs> I spared no pun. <laughs> I noticed. And neither did this show, by the way. <laughs> no, they didn't. All right. So let's get into it. Star Wars Rebels. How do we feel about it? I was very interested that they finally decided to go for the span of time between episode three and episode four. How did you guys feel about um, um, the characters and the story initially? I felt like it was a very safe beginning. Like, you know, Spark of the Rebellion, it was very, very safe. You know, like they, they just did, you know, kind of like just regular stuff, you know, just like meet all the characters and everything, which was fine. Um, you know, just like so far, it didn't really give me a whole lot of like uh, insight into who they are. And I also, by the end of the episode, wasn't super interested to know more. If you know what I mean? No, I agree. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, especially at, safe is a perfect word to use. Cause I was trying to figure out. I, yeah. I know, I know the word safe. I could spell it too, but I mean, <laughs> challenge. Shush. I was. Be, shut up. Spell it. He was, he was going to try everybody, and he was no. like, uh, "Fuck you." No, I was like, "What? Were you trying to chat? What? You. Whatever." Thank you. <laughs> what I was saying was that I couldn't put a finger on my exact feeling, but I knew that I didn't have that same interest, and I felt like there was nothing dynamic about this first episode. It was okay. It was. It, it's a good. It's a good spot to start off with getting your audience to get to know the characters but it, you could have done more yeah well there was nothing about it um you know like you were saying like uh like patrick said there's nothing about it that made you go and i can't wait for episode two yeah it, it was just like oh, i'll watch the next one just to see but you know now they consider the, mo- the 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 movie as episode one or episode one and two i think it's, it's one, just and two. one, yeah, one think and it's, one it's one and one yeah one and one i guess that makes sense what do you mean one and one no no, no like it's, i looked at it online because I, I, I saw it through, um, I have an Apple TV, and they have a Disney app. Uh, he's getting paid by Apple. Yes. <laughs> and Disney. Yep. And so on there, it shows the first, like the first episode that's like a, a close to an hour long. Mm-hmm. It says 101, Rebels 101. Oh, okay. And then the next episode is one, and then the next one is two. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. this is, they're considering a prequel. So yeah. now you were, you were um, watching on your Apple TV, you're watching the Disney. Now, were you having a Coke in your Lazy Boy? At the time, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also getting my uh, my foot rubbed and, and everything, you know. <laughs> any brand name on that foot? Yeah, rub? I was like, what, any brand name? <laughs> I don't pick a brand name. It was probably that one. Gray therapy. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Tim Gray. Love you, bro. I, I got some uh, aromatherapy candles, uh, candles from Bath and Body Works. Okay, okay enough, enough of the branding. All right, so let's go back to what we were saying. You were, you were talking about um, what was I talking about? You you were you were um, talking about the fact that it was safe and there's nothing that made you say. Yeah, I can't wait for the next episode. No, I mean, that was just my, that was my whole point is that it, it, it felt like any TV show or even movie or, or not sorry, movie, TV series where you just don't know how to start it off. You know, it, it's like that they warn you, like with bad writing, your opening character shouldn't start the day by waking up and turning off the alarm clock because basically you force us to watch them go through the morning ritual. So unless it's something interesting about it, it's just going to be what you know is going to happen. Right. And that's just what this was like. Yeah, I mean, well, the difference with Clone Wars too is when they, you know, when they started off that series. I mean, it it 
I think it had kind of an awkward start at first, but the thing is, you all you already knew a lot of the characters. I right. mean, you knew Obi Wan, you knew Anakin, you know, C three PO, R two D two. I mean, that's just like classic characters that right. you you really didn't have to spend time, you know, doing a lot of introducing. Maybe you had to just the only thing they had to do was introduce where they were in their journey. Exactly. exactly. It's like is this, is this two after two? Is this right before three? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all you had to do. Be right. You know, you knew where all the characters were. Once you said, okay, this was after episode two. So this is technically like two and a half. You felt comfortable watching the rest, where this is like these are all new characters we never even heard of before. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have Patrick is our resident nerd on Star Wars. Absolutely. Here. Now, do, now are any of these characters that you're aware of mentioned later? Like, in other words, are there are they even whispered in four, five, and six, or any of the books no, that you've not, read or not, anything like, like that? not at all. So I these mean, are literally brand new, made up characters, as far as we're aware. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I I remember watching some sort of. Um, like you know, stuff to get people excited to see um, rebels and everything, and they, they they were talking about how they're making all new characters for this. I mean, like I don't think these characters appear oh, okay. in any books or or anything. I mean, like it's possible now that they would open it up to making books if people actually wanted to write about them. But you know, um, I mean, I mean, I I have some issues with the character, and I thought that once uh, the actual episode one actually made me feel a little better about the show. You know, because right. actually feeling about how a regular episode will go and everything, and um, you know. I, I mean, it's, I mean, just to get right into it and everything we were talking about, um, just like the, like Mike and I were fi- were finding lots and lots of plot holes in the yeah. first one, and oh, it yeah. was almost laughable. Wait, 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 hold on. You and Mike were looking for plot holes. We weren't looking for. We them. weren't looking for. They were blatantly there. <laughs> they were like, hey, <laughs> okay, over okay. Here. Let me rephrase that. Mike was pointing out plot holes. Unbelievable. I don't think yeah. that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch it and just be enjoying it, but you know, Patrick was like, "That's horrible." <laughs> Does anyone else believe that? Yeah, I mean, I love stars, but I will, I will, I will point it out when it's wrong. I mean, like, remember we laughed our way through the prequels. You know? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it was either laugh or though. cry. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them many. Well, it's times. not like you guys were in the movies. If you were in the movies watching it, you'd cry. Trust me, I did. <laughs> yeah, extra money going out? Yeah, I would have cried. But um, but now okay, you're saying that about plot holes and. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like we were talking about, like, uh, you know, Kanan, who's supposedly, I mean, because a, a lot of the Star Wars universe is based around, you know, the Jedi and the Sith. I mean, that's largely what we find to be, um, you know, a very interesting point to this universe is because you have these beings who have all this special power and everything. So our resident force user of, you know, of this of this series, who's uh, Kanan, the, the the captain, I, I don't like him at all. Actually, he's my least favorite character so far. He's He's a bad character. Like, he's... Anyone? Did everyone here see episode one? Yes, uh, with the droids. Yeah. Yes. I mean, in that one, it's just it's fine. I understand that they're like a, they're a ragtag group. They've got to earn money. They got to earn a living. So they're you know trading things with shady people. But you're trading disruptors that evidently wiped out nearly an entire race of people. Mm-hmm. What type of Jedi are you? That's like, yeah, we have no problem selling this to a group of people that we don't even know what they plan on doing with them, which could yeah. be to wipe out another race of people. That's He's my a issue. renegade Jedi. Yeah, but that's Remember not that. renegade. That's just like, what kind of person are? That's not well, even a good human being. I mean, no, I mean they're, they're trying. I mean, they're trying to play him up like, I mean, like a Han Solo kind He's of Solo, scoundrel type guy. Exactly. I mean, right. I mean, and and Han and Han Solo had some moral issues too and everything, but like and I and I you know I feel like Kanan will come through in the end and everything sure. of course, but you know I feel like they're they're trying to play him up like Han and it's just not coming across that way because right. he comes because at least you know like Han tries you know at least with Chewbacca you know who he's loyal to Chewbacca you know right. I mean they they you know they have each other's back like you know like. Uh, what was what was the name of the the, the Chewbacca character? Oh, Zeb. Zeb. Okay, so like Zeb, they were saying how his whole race was wiped out by disruptors and everything, and you know he was saying like, hey, I don't I don't think we should sell it to these people. Can we just get rid of these and everything? Right. Okay. Like they the, 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 like they have been together. I mean, we assume they've been together a long time and everything, mm-hmm. and he's just blatantly like, no, we need the money. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We're not talking about like you know 
even my dad was shot by a disruptor and that was it. You know, it's like, no, my whole race was basically wiped out. So you're just going to sell these two other people that might go finish off my race, first of all. Right. You have no idea what they're going to do with them. It's like that ma- That was just really horrible character well, development. And right? he, he said, hey, we need the money. Yeah. Right. yeah. But well, they end up getting money at the end anyhow. Mm-hmm. No, from the yeah. senator. Yeah, they got money from the senator. Senator right. Amidala. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. I'm like, they're the worst um, traders in the world because they let somebody go off with half their product. <laughs> yeah, and, and didn't even you know try to stop them at all. You even know? the mob has rules, and and, and, and Kanan doesn't. I'm the, like, come on. Well, the way yeah. he sees it, this is the guy he's always trading with. He lets him go with that. He could still trade with him later on in the future. If he kills him because of that one little thing, then he has no one else to trade with. I'm sure there's other. I'm sure he's. So, people he's I mean, in the, the universe, universe is a pretty big place. <laughs> it's the universe. It's big. It's the universe. It's big. <laughs> yes, but not everybody is that's trustworthily untrustworthy as that guy. Trustworthily untrustworthy. Why? Well, exactly. So. Did you practice that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. So well, then, I think another issue with Cayman, uh-huh. Canaan, whatever. Uh, he, you know, was the fact that so at the very in in uh, Spark the Rebellion, he was talking about how, um, you know. Uh, Ezra, I'm reading it on his computer. Uh, I don't know the names yet. Ezra, so like he has Ezra come back to the ship and says like, hey, uh, I'll train you in the ways of the force and everything. Right, right. And then proceeds to not train him until a random, uh, until like a completely random happenstance that he would just, you know, through a, a moment of, you know, emotional, uh, whatever distress. you call it, distress and everything, uses the force and says, okay, okay, now, like now I'll train you. And I'm just, uh, you know, it's just like, okay, so you're waiting for just something that happened completely random to, you know, to actually train this guy. Oh, yeah. Now that I know you can hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny about Kanan? I, I, um, why, Nothing. <laughs> why are you taking my thunder, motherfucker? Other than I hate his lightsaber. Gigi's here? Gigi's here. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, watching Kanan, you're right. They're trying to make him into this Jedi... If Han Solo became a Jedi, like so, this badass who has you know who has his, his moral code, but you know you can't stop him. But he was very boring. He was very flat. Yeah. He felt very flat. He didn't feel badass. Like when I saw Han Solo on the screen, he felt badass. Yeah, There's right. a lot of characters that just come in with this with this je ne sais quoi. They have this thing about them that you can't put a finger on it. And be like, you know what? That guy's kick ass. This guy did not have that. He was more like Qui Gon. Han shot first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also really fun because he tries to be badass, and then Hera's like, "We're gonna talk later." Yes, dear. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I feel like that's what he feels like. Boy, he feels like this whole this ragtag group is like a family, and him and Hera are like mom and dad, right? Kind of, right? Know? Yeah, I mean, you know, and also I because mean, you have the Sabine Wren, you have the Mandalorian, which I don't know how that that's going to tie in i can't wait to see her backstory actually. yeah right. yeah she yeah she, i actually did some research on mandalorian this morning just because oh, cool, i was interested yeah, exactly quizzing i'm like is this like what mandalorians look, usually look like like for instance i saw the helmet yeah so i'm like I, my first thought because i'm not that experienced with star wars was that she was I, I i saw it and i'm thinking well i thought all the fets were clones of you know the same right. person so i'm like how is she a of female Django, clone right. right and then he was explaining go on that well i was explaining how the armor really has nothing to do with a bounty hunter or even necessarily has anything to do with Django fett it's the it's the um the the root of it is from mandalore which is a, you know a planet that they they covered a lot in the clone wars um uh but but yeah i mean cuz i mean the only the only tie in that she could have mandalorian armor assuming that she is of mandalorian descent which we really don't know that yet right she hasn't said she hasn't said one way or the other is the fact that she has some sort of tie in with um Death Watch, the terrorist group that we heard that we saw in Clone Wars. Now right. I realize this is 14 years later, so I mean, there's a lot of time for that uh, organization to um, there's that or, uh, time for that organization to actually change and everything. I mean, because by I mean by the end of Clone Wars, Death Watch was essentially in two halves, and they never really explained where where it was left because they were in like uh, half of them was following Darth Maul and half of them wasn't. 
and no. everything. Okay. Spoiler alert afterwards. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to watch that now. Yeah. I guess we don't have to worry about, about Ralph's point. This segment may contain spoilers. Oh. <laughs> the, the spoiler being that it took him that long to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But now you were saying something before uh, when I was asking you about the the whole Death Watch thing that you were saying that that they something about the Mandalorians were more aggressive as a race before, and that they're now more peace or neutral, and that these uniforms are from the Death Watch people or something like that. Well, the Mandalorian armor, which is the um, which, so like when when you see Jango Fett specifically in um, Episode Two, when he has like you know not not necessarily Boba Fett's armor, though it's still modeled the same way. The the silver armor that we see in Episode Two, right? Um, it's a uh, it's model it's it is modeled after the Mandalorian warrior armor because Mandalore used to be. I wouldn't go as far as saying they're like a warrior race, but you know they did, they had you know proud like warrior culture and everything. Okay. And then actually, my reading this morning was that apparently there was some sort of um, civil war, and where because Mandalore essentially turned into a neutral system, you know, and be very peaceful. Um, and because during the Clone Wars they were neither uh, li- uh, loyal to the Republic or um, separatists and everything, so they would do like trade disputes there. But Death Watch was a group of people who um, they were try- they did a lot of attacks on Mandalore because they want to try to like reignite that you know sort of like warrior mentality and everything. And okay. really, they're not good people, and they are just terrorists and everything. But they okay. do wear- they do don the Mandalorian armor. Okay, you know, which is why I found it interesting because when I did watch Clone War and I saw these guys pop up, I'm like, oh, they have Jango Fett's armor. Like, what's what's the deal with that? So I I, I enjoyed that they they explore or they explored that more, and that's why I'm saying that the character in rebels uh, she could possibly have a more kind of like darker backstory because she has like some right. sort of time with that possible terrorist group. Oh, okay right. that's something interesting okay uh, wow okay uh, and, and i'm so glad we have you on because i'm not as versed as star wars as i am in other fields. i love star wars uh, you mean I, like robotech gi joe Formers, no, i said Daredevil. as in other things <laughs> <laughs> really doctor who yeah, um, you can't uh, um, Tomb of Dracula, uh, barbed wire. I mean, what the fuck? Barbed wire was cool. <laughs> you didn't see anything bad there. What? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing bad. bad. Quit kissing his ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting here with three people now that watch Doctor Who and the, love it. The point. And oh, oh God, Doctor yeah. Who well, I'm so glad we didn't do a Doctor Who segment right now. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I'm so glad to have you on because I wouldn't have made that connection. I mean, it, he looked. It definitely looks like a Bubba Fett slash Jango Fett inspired um, costume, but. I wouldn't have known about the Mandalorians and all that stuff. Right. So that's really interesting. And also what, what you were saying before about them having you know done like more like terrorist acts and stuff like that. Um, you know, whatever her backstory is, maybe she, her family maybe left the group if they were getting too active or whatever. That also might explain some of her kind of like 80s look that she has with the, the hair and the spray paint in the uniform. And the fact that, like I said, when you read about, read about her character, she does do a lot of propaganda spray painting and stuff like that. So that she might have that like rebellious anarchist kind of attitude from having initially been around these people. So she's a rebel, like the yeah. title? She's a rebel how, without a cause. How unique. I can't even lie, I like her look, though. I like the look. Yeah, it's fine. It is very 80s, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very 80s. You were like 30 when it was the 80s, right? I, 80s? I wasn't born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are challenged, please, on the, on the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later page, see if you can guess Mike's age. You'll get a free t-shirt. <laughs> Hint, it's 24. <laughs> Hint, the, the, the number is 2 and 4 in it, but... <laughs> there it, it's, six, it, it's six digits long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, do you feel like the characters are... Because I've kind of mentioned the whole thing about Kanan, and, and you got really deep into um, into Sabine's past and what it possibly could be. Do you feel a lot of these characters are flat because they're created from scratch? 
Uh, yes, I think that that is an issue. I mean, I I thought even like down to how the characters looked. I mean, because uh, I mean, Anakin and Obi Wan in Clone Wars they were based off of their live action. You know, I mean, um, Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christ- Christensen. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're based we, off feel, we feel about that way about him too. Christian. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't pronounce his last name for some reason. For no one, everyone forgot it anyway. Yeah, it, was okay. a, it was a Freudian slip. Whatever he's that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, th- like they their animated characters were based on their live action characters, so I thought just by nature they were a bit more detailed okay. and everything. And I and I feel like these these characters there they they look very flat and very rounded, which I and I realized that even when Clone Wars started, like the animation was kind of off and it took a little while for. Mm-hmm. I mean, because. In la- sorry, I had to take a breath. Uh, in later seasons, uh, the, the cl- animation... Breathe, breathe, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so excited. Go ahead. Uh, the animation got much, much better. So there is room for improvement there. I do really hope that in the future they do update their looks a bit. You yeah. know, um, just because I think right now, I mean, they look flat. And I think that they are new characters. And they're trying to find interesting things about them. I think they just we just need a lot more character development. We need a lot uh, more uh, just events of them all working together to really discover more about it, each other. No, I mean, there's definitely something to that. It's, you know, I'm sure that they have written out some backstories. I mean, any writer, if you're creating characters, you have to give them backstory. Otherwise, you're kind of flying blind while you're writing. But it, the fact that they aren't associated in any way, shape, or form, it does, I think, as the watcher, we're just like, well, you're just giving me generic characters right now. Especially right. like Ezra. I mean, it's just like, oh, a boy it's kind of falling into the wrong side, but he's got the power of good in him, and he'll become a good, you know, it's like, yawn. I mean, it, it would almost have been more interesting if they just actually did flip that and just made him a boy that was already following a righteous path and maybe even discovered that he had some of the force but didn't know what to do. And then they found him and he's with these rebels. Right. I mean, that would actually almost be interesting because it'd be like, okay, you're young, but you're kind of pompous in your morality. Right. Dealing with rebels. I mean, you know, that would have been a little stone throw, except now they're just all, we all think the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I felt that way because I was looking at um, Ezra and exactly what you said about that whole um that that idea about you know the the the, the guys is a little bit of a badass you know he's got he's got good in his heart wink wink it, it, it feels the same i mean hera hera's you know being the mother figure chopper being on r2d2 like freaking oh. almost like a direct oh my god i'm like we, dude, you two can build r2d2 without all the parts right <laughs> ikea presents <laughs> did we need a droid and i know it's, it's no Wars. we didn't need or at least a, a, a droid that's r2d2 well, like every ship needs a droid as a repair droid yeah i mean so. the, the asteroids i mean because i mean you saw it in episode one I mean, say what you will about this film, but you know, like, no, I mean, I mean, there were, there were, uh, I mean, I did like seeing that, you know, that, uh, that when they were uh, trying to leave Tatooine, oh no, sorry, that when they were trying to leave Naboo and they were trying, and they, uh, they went through the blockade, they actually had astrodroids go out onto the ship and try to repair, repair the, right. um, the shield reflector and everything. So I liked seeing that, you know, a ship would actually have droids that could go out and do repairs on the fly and everything. Okay. So, and it does make sense. Yeah, but, but, but would you want it as a major character? You don't have to have it. Right. D2 no. was a major character because of D2, what he's done with, you know, being involved with Anakin and, you know, all that stuff. You know, um, Chopper didn't have to be a major character. No. Chopper could have popped in every once in a while, you know, and maybe give some insight or maybe some, some comedic humor. Snarf is not a big um, you mean like person. like 7 what? You mean seven out seven? Wasn't that the one from a uh, Battle of the Planets? Battle of the Planets. Yes. <laughs> was so fucking horrible. Exactly. Just have it once in a while, but it, it just feels like they're trying to follow the same formula of the the first three Star Wars movies with the Rebel, with the monster, with the the, the person, the, the 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 New Hope, so to right. speak. It, it, Who would have thought Disney would go with the "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" policy? True. Sure. I can't wait for Mickey Mouse to show up in Episode Three. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... So I know, I know we're talking a lot about like you know issues with rebels. Like, what about stuff that we like about it? 
Anything? What did I like about it? Wait, you came on the show to talk good about things? No, no, I, no, I do want to talk good <laughs> about I'll let him in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, good point, Pat. Good point. Oh, what are the things that we like? I mean, I'll tell you this much. I mean, the animation, it is a little flat, but I like the color. Um, I don't like the facial movements, though. Very oh, you, have a, you have an issue with that stuff. Like, you had an issue well, with Green Lantern also. Good, with yeah, good things, well, guys. Good things. Go uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> he said that. He just made me remember another one. Um, <laughs> see, it makes him go to bed. You see that? <laughs> see what I work with? <laughs> No, I'm trying to think of anything particularly good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it was a lot of very mediocre to me, so that it's, I don't find everything bad. It's just that the good I would mention is just kind of like, by the way, you know, like, I mean, yeah, the coloring was nice. I mean, the animation in its own way isn't bad, but I don't know. I don't have an actual good. Really. Wow. Like, not yet. Surprise. <laughs> Normally I have some kind of good, but this one. I mean, the vo- even the voice acting is kind of standard right now. I yes, know it's a, a I mean, good it's, that you have. What's that? You liked that it was over after the end. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're not slamming it like normal, so I think there's something about it. I, maybe well, that's because it is very run-of-the-mill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's very middle ground. Yeah. You know, there's nothing horrible about it, yet there's nothing great about it. I actually enjoyed Chopper, just so you know. Really, I, you would. I don't. You I don't. Would. I don't. I don't, I don't mind Chopper. Funny. I really don't. I found that especially in uh, in the episode with R two D two, right? How you see how um, Chopper and R two D two interact with each other, where he's actually about to fight him, right? This little shocky thing that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That that was that was a cool little thing well, there. But well, well, they want to say episode one, I thought was a marked improvement over uh, over the one, over Spark of Rebellion, right? You well, know. I mean, I feel like, you know, right now we're probably going to see a lot of episodes that are kind of more isolated incidences and everything and just kind of like to get, I mean, I, 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 I hate to use the word filler, but I'm using the word filler episodes. Um, use filler. Filler. <laughs> episodes filler as until, an you know, until we start seeing more overarching story and everything. Actually, I do have one good thing. I, because he was so insane, especially by episode one, I actually liked, I don't even know the guy's name, the, the guy that was the major villain in episode one. Oh, oh. The one that's leading the starship. That's leading that empire ship that ends up t- attacking them. The one with the mutton chops. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, know saber tooth. Yes, saber tooth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saber tooth. Who has that? You know, the the spear that the yeah the, uh, the, the Zeb has. Zeb has. Yeah. 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 I actually liked him because he was just so ridiculously over the top. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I didn't. I didn't mind him as a villain. Um, Especially when he got that crazy <laughs> look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I don't know. If, you know what? Agent Callus. Oh, and uh, listen to that name, Callus. Yeah. He's callous. <laughs> I guess I just... I mean, Agent genocide didn't work as well. <laughs> yeah, because he was the one that led the attack on. Uh, right. So. Yeah. I yeah, want yeah. more for my villains, so I'm waiting to see, you know, because... Well, mean, he better not be our main villain. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Holy yeah, I mean, shit. Did you know James Earl Jones is reprising his role as Darth Vader? Yes, I did know that, actually. Really? That's what? Yeah, exciting that's pretty cool. That just made me... Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they're going to bring him in. Because, you know, like I said, it's been 14 years, so there has been time has passed, you know. Though I, so the, I, there actually are some stuff that in the show that I'm actually really excited for. One thing I, well, I always like, and I, I'm upset they never address it in the the six live action films, but in the books I've read and in the Clone Wars, uh, the existence of holocrons, which I just I love the idea of Holo- holocrons. Holocrons. What? Okay, so that so you know the cube thing that he took out of Kanan's uh, like uh, drawer. It's, yes. it's so it's a Rubik's holocron. Cube? Yeah, the Rubik, the Jedi Rubik's cube uh, <laughs> that requires the Force to open. Right. Yeah, well, it's I mean I, essentially it's a it's a. Um, a Jedi flash drive, you know, like you, it's a, it, it stores information or messages or, you know, just knowledge or something that you have to open to the force. And I, I love the idea of that. But um, you were saying it's a lot more than just a storage drive. I mean, as far as just for information, you said that it kind of holds almost like their soul in a, in a, in a, in a way because it can, it can interact with you. Yeah. In, in a way. I mean, I think that, I mean, 
the given I don't even know the full extent of all the holocrons and everything, but I think that I think they can have multiple uses. How I've read them mostly is I've read the Darth Bane trilogy, which I love, and um, also Sith Sith holocrons are pyramids and Jedi are cubes. Um, ah. Okay, <laughs> fantastic, uh, fantastic. So what what uh, what Darth Bane would do to uh, as he's studying, you know, the dark ways of the Force, you know, going going around looking at, uh, looking learning from all the old Sith lords and everything. He would find their holocrons, and what was in their holocrons is essentially um, like personalities, and you know, like uh, you know, projections of these people, um, and you know, almost as a teacher. And you interface with the holocron by interfacing with the person personality of that um, that Sith Lord and everything. Makes sense. And um, you know, and like, it's interesting too because you can't just get any information. You actually have to like you know either like they have to deem you worthy for it and everything. And it just it, it seems like a really cool way for me to for them to pass on knowledge and i always just get excited when i see holocrons appearing in, sto- in, in stories and everything and i would love to go more deeply into that okay well, I mean, it's a small thing but i just I, it's something that always that i was happy right, i mean yeah. the fact that uh you know uh ezra kind of opened it up without even really trying and i was like oh, all right whatever the reason <laughs> i'm gonna say when you said that here's what i got from that holocrons you know being able to teach you things and, and deeming you worthy where to get give you the information good when russell crowe does it in superman Bad. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, when Patrick was explaining to me, I'm like, so you mean like the Superman crystals? He's like, yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that like that horrible idea. Jazz, please tell me I'm wrong, but you'll have your chance. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, the Holocron, and, and I didn't realize that they do that, that they have that aspect of them where, you know, they can teach you certain things. It's not like a straight message. It's something you can have an interaction with, and it takes on that personality. See, for Star Wars, I, I like that. For Superman, I didn't. So, you know. Right. Um. You know, but another thing is, I think that Rebels it, it takes place. It's a really cool uh, period of time because it's it's a time that really is not talked about a ton. Uh, okay. You know, really at all. And you know, I, I I highly doubt they will do this. But the 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 Force Unleashed video games, okay. um, mm. they they took place during that same time period oh, between really? between no, they, yeah, between oh. episodes three and four and everything where Darth Vader has a secret apprentice. I, you know, I would love to see them do something with Maybe that. Maybe it's Ezra. <laughs> yeah, it's not us right now. That would be awesome. Damn. Yeah, maybe yeah, I would love. I would love Ta- to see them do like something, even if it was small or something. But like, I would love to see some sort of like crossover. Um, to have Starkiller cool. show up. Yeah, yeah have Starkiller show up. Um, that would be. Awesome. That would be. That's a. That's a really good idea. And Disney, I'm, do you hear that? You hear that? You should do that. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um, we're, we're too busy screwing up Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much because I know you said, well, let's talk about things that we like. I feel like I'm taking a very wait and see approach about this because, it's, Star, because it's a Star Wars property. And I love the original three and hated the prequels. I'm hoping. And I, everybody talks about the Clone Wars, but I never really seen all of them. I'm Good. trying to take a wait. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, uh, okay. Here's one benefit of, of Rebels. No Jar Jar episodes. Oh, oh. Misa, sorry. <laughs> Misa, not sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just taking a wait and see approach with this. I mean, because the characters are flat, I'm hoping they flesh it out, obviously, as the season goes along. And there'll be some, there's some differences between them. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. Uh, I hope. <laughs> I just like I said. I just hope it's a lot more four, five, and six than one, two, and three. Okay, all right. So let's let's go with some ratings. I mean, it's early on in the season, but let's go with what is your what is your initial rating of the first couple of episodes of Star Wars Rebels? I'm gonna say it is. I'm gonna give it a three out of twenty. Oh, just checking. <laughs> I'm giving it a three. Wannabe R2-D2s being Master's Chopper 
out of five. All right, three out of five is not three bad. out of five. Yeah, it's right in the middle. I mean, it's not it's not horrible. It's, it's not a horrible two and a half series. Would be in the middle. What I said, two and a half would be okay, in the middle. Okay, so let me go with two and a half choppers. <laughs> okay, a chopper with his head off. Head off. Two and a half choppers <laughs> with his head off. There we go. Two and a half out of five. Hoping that it's an incomplete grade and that I'll be able to come back later on, like bat, like beware of the bat, and correct it. Oh, very good, Ralph. I give it three quarters out of one. Out of one quarter. <laughs> out of a hole. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, okay, all right. Okay. How about New this? York City schools? <laughs> okay. I give it uh, 80% out of 100. Well, that wouldn't be three quarters. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Wouldn't it? All right, 75% out of 100. <laughs> God damn you, Mike. Ah, damn. I just prove it every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, 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 maybe I raised it up. How about that one? So, so you're giving it three quarters out of a hole. Gotcha. All yeah. right. <laughs> God damn you, Mike. Mike. That's a paraphrase a little C-3PO. I give it seven. Sir, it's very possible the series is not stable out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the name? Anthony Daniels who does that? I don't know who does that. Anthony actually. Daniels. Yeah. Oh, Anthony okay. Daniels, yeah. And last. Well, if you're going to say the name, then why are you going to ask? Because I wanted to make sure if I'm correct. Because Mike's uh, like, no, 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 no. Mike always corrects me on that stuff like that. So. I never correct anybody. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad we have 43 episodes to say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we recorded this. It's not like, let's hang out at Mike's house and just talk shit. <laughs> Last but not least, the Star Wars expert, Pete Tango. Uh, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm excited to see where this story goes. My initial, I'm going to give it six Death Stars Ooh. out of ten. Oh, uh, and uh, that's yeah, I, not I, a moon. I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see where the story goes. Also, just to add, I hate the design of Kanan's lightsaber. What you don't? What is it about the, the design you don't like? It has the little like hilt thing. Like the like the it's not, it's not a sleek design. I don't like. And like, why does it have a break action? Or else that like there's no. I mean, because like Darth Maul's had a break action, or some of the double ones had a break action, so you can now have it be two. You know, actually, right. sorry, Darth Maul's did not have a break action. But anyway, there's really no purpose <laughs> for it to break in half. Also, I just think that it it looks boxy, and I just I don't like it. It's it, that's a, it's a preference thing for yeah, me. Not I just not, don't like not, it. I hear you. He likes his lightsabers sleek. I like my lightsabers sleek. <laughs> And like his universe is big and long. (laughs) So there you have it. Star Wars Rebels. A look into the time between episode three and episode four. So we'll be back with some more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I figure out what the heck is on Hera's head. Hey, guys, this is the cap letting you know that your voice is important. We still want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of our last episode. Channel your inner Mike the Finance Guy, and let us know if we got something wrong, which he's really good at doing. Help us with Geeks on the Go questions, or even compliment us on our horrible impersonations. Your impersonations aren't that bad, Doc. Thanks, Kev, even though I thought that was. So, (laughs) show us some nerd love on Twitter, at Meanwhile22, or like our page on Facebook. You can also check out our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. That 22 is a number. And... If you have enough time, send us a positive review on iTunes. Wow. We're really begging, aren't we? Now let's get back to the show. Did you cut me off by playing the music? Yes, I did. We were coming off break, and Ralph decides that he's done listening to me. So he cuts me off. Yep. With the music. Yep. Gigi will be doing the same thing from now on. So she's going to have music in her pocket and play <laughs> yep. it off? Like, she's going to have the thing recorded. <laughs> I just wish I had the, the Dave Chappelle symphony in your pocket, you know? Oh. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, all right. <laughs> um, um, uh, Mr. P. Tangle, you wanted to mention something about um, Star Wars that you felt like you didn't get to finish talking about? Oh, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just the one. So the one thing that the, the I, th- I feel like the six uh, live action movies didn't do is expand on the mythos of Star Wars because, I mean, I, I mean, I've read I've read several of the novels and seen Clone Wars and everything, and I I love to, uh, just see the see stories that expand on the universe and the like the just to understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the uh, episode three. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, prequel <laughs> and everything. And so episode episode three, uh, when uh, Palpatine is in the. Uh, uh, the opera, the opera house with Anakin, right? And he's t- and he's kind of you know working on t- turning him over to the dark side. And he tells the story about Darth Plagueis. It's the one time in the live action series where you really feel like, you know, it's like uh, he's he's telling a story that is within the mythos of Star Wars and everything. And in Clone Wars, we saw that happen too. You know, where um, we saw like uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, they found like this like weird uh, interdimensional planet toyed place thing where like the force is uh you know it's kind of where the force is in balance in the universe you know you have the son uh, and the and the daughter and then their father who's kind of the, both of them one's the light side one's the dark side and it was an interesting it was just an interesting thing and i would just i would like to see a lot of that in the rebels just you know just further expansion on the universe for, uh, outside of just their story i bet it won't happen <laughs> I, I don't know why i just don't i i i, I feel that this is going to be disney being safe for a while well, yeah. Well, for a while. I mean, it. T- I mean, it took Clone Wars, you know, at least two or three seasons before okay. they really started getting into that kind of stuff. But do you know, think this will make two or three seasons. And also, do you think that I actually, I actually hope so. so. I actually no, hope I'm so. Saying, no, I'm not saying hope. I'm saying, do you think it'll like based off of just the first couple of things we've seen? I think it's too early to say. Yeah, very true. I mean, we know it's going to be at least one season, so I think. Well, no, they've already ordered a second season. Really? Yeah. Okay, so. At yeah. least two seasons, and uh, it must then be nice when you're again a show. Then. It must be nice when you're producing a show that's based off of a property that you already own that you've got to push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and plus, and plus, anything with Rebels is canon for Episode Seven. Exactly, that's what I mean. It, there, it's there like, you go. Well, it's just like Agent of Shield. I mean, it's the fact that it's on the ABC network, you know, and it's related to all the Marvel movies, which is owned by DC, which owns ABC. I mean, I mean, not, uh, owned by Disney, which right. owns ABC. You know, it's like yeah, it's easy for you to keep the show going, right? Let me ask you a question, Pete Tango. If, um, as of right now, after watching, was it how many episodes are out of Star Wars Rebels? Just two. Just two. There's still well, well, two and, and the, the third one's online already. Oh, really? Yes, yes I did oh, see I'll that. Okay, that yeah. Um, Those of us that watch it legally, I was there's legally. only two. No, 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 it legally on the Disney on XD Apple? site. Yeah. No, I'm sure. But, yeah, uh-huh. But yeah. I watch it on TV because I like the big screen. Oh, I'm not always a pirate. We know uh, about MFG and his patience. I blah, watch it on blah, my blah. Apple TV. Very patient. That's a big screen. I'm very patient. That's why I can wait for all your deaths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, lifeless, not lifeless one. <laughs> the eternal, the eternal MFG. <laughs> there we go. Um, Pete Tangle, do you think that um, with this early, um, you know, the launch of Star Wars Rebels, would you be interested in seeing a video game of Star Wars Rebels, like with with these characters? Yeah. Right now, no. no okay. No. I, 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 but Too then bad. It, but but then again, I wouldn't. I'm not really interested in seeing um, you know, a video game that has. I mean, because like I, I mean, I played the episode three video game for PS2, and that was fun and everything. But yeah, I mean, even like a Clone Wars, which I like the Clone Wars a lot, I wouldn't really want to see a video game with that. I hear that. Um, but you know, there is one. Yeah. I know. Th- I know. <laughs> I know there is one, but I just you know, I just I don't really. I'm not really looking to play it. No, Cl- uh, Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, the video game. Currently, no. I mean, possibly in the future, but most likely not. I'm not really interested no, in seeing right. a video game for it. Well, that easily transitions us to our next topic. Talking about the, the the idea of within the past maybe fifteen years, a lot of video game properties, because we talked about a show going into a video game, within the past fifteen years or more, a lot of video game properties transition over to being major motion pictures. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. One of my favorites is 
not Mortal Resident Kombat. Evil. He knows me so well. Oh, Resident <laughs> Evil, goodness. Well, it's, it's one of the few video game like movie franchises that is actually pretty good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love look, I, look even at that the shit bad ones. On Patrick. <laughs> even the bad ones. I love Resident Evil. What? I love that series. Resident Crep Evil. What? What? Whoa, you disagree with Mike? Hater. You should be more like me, forgiving and open to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like Freaky Friday. <laughs> so you're Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> you know, and that means you, Lohan. <laughs> well, that means uh, I'm, I should get back to rehab then. <laughs> and probably not drive home. <laughs> well, like I was saying, gentlemen. Um, Who's a lot general of, here? Nobody's general here. <laughs> um, a lot of video games have inspired major motion pictures to be created. And there's a lot of stuff that's come out recently. I mean, so... So what I wanted to talk about today is if you had an opportunity and you were able to see a video game that you liked turn into a major motion picture, what would it be? Now, it could be live action. It could be animated. Doesn't matter. If you could take a video game franchise and turn it into a major motion picture, what would it be? And let me throw a challenge out there. If you could, is there one celebrity or one actor you would like to see? playing one of the roles if you don't have it that's not a problem i threw that on the spot but i want to see what you guys are thinking so let me start off the panel with p tango and give us one of your choices for video game franchise that would be a big major motion picture and why all right i don't like that one go on <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm leaving <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think there has been some talk of this, uh, but so far no one has said whether or not that it's actually ever going to happen. Uh, my first choice would be Bioshock, the first one. Wow, um, yes. Okay. Uh, well, my reasonings, I, I to this day think that Rapture is one of the uh, the coolest you know video game environments ever created. I mean, I just the 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 level of detail and the the atmosphere that they've created in that game. I mean, you're you without just walking around the uh, you know without even have, really doing anything in the world you, you it it creates wonder it creates you you're like what happened here what kind of a place was this you know mm-hmm. and i would love to see um rapture on um live action especially um that would be beautiful yeah um so i mean the the things that i was thinking about I was like well what's this movie about you know i was thinking i mean cuz we know well, what we know about the game is that it takes place in the 60s at least mm-hmm. the first one does um and uh, rapture is created more around the 40s so, okay. um, so basically, but the thing about it is, is on, um, New Year's Eve, uh, is it on New Year's Eve one year? I think it was, uh, maybe, uh, 1959, maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that, uh, that there was some sort of, there was an uprising as, uh, I, I think, I'm sorry if anybody's a super huge, uh, Bioshock. I mean, Ben, my friend Ben, who knows everything about Bioshock ever. So sorry about this. Does Ben listen to us? He will now. <laughs> well, then so, fuck you, Ben, for not listening to us. But welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, All right. Shout out to Ben. But right now, Pete Tangle's fucking it up. But go ahead. All right. Anyway. But anyway. So like, I mean, there was there was an uprising as they ever as all the uh, splicers tried to turn against um, Andrew Ryan and everything, and then the shitty the city just went to shit. Um, and I think that it'd be interesting seeing some backstory on that because. Mm-hmm. Basically, what we know about Rapture also is the fact that Andrew Ryan created it as sort of a utopia for, you know, upper class people to live without, you know, the constraints of a government, you know, that scientists and artists could, you know, pursue their art uh, or, you know, or whatever without the ridicule of, you know, people saying that's not okay or that's not morally ethical, you know, which brings a lot of very dark things because people are fucked up. Um, But then they they created this thing called uh, splicing, which is essentially you're putting things in your DNA, you know, these plasmids. 
and you know you can now shoot lightning out of your hands or and then people would of course get hooked on this like a drug and then there comes the splicers they're the druggies and everything who now run the city and everything and i just think it'd be really cool to see uh the build-up to um where it all went bad and especially mm-hmm. because in uh, the bashrock infinite uh dlcs that came burial mm-hmm. at sea you, you actually get to see rapture in its prime state before it went bad oh, and everything very nice okay so I'd love to see more of that. And uh, but I thought another interesting uh, spin on the show would be what if um in modern day looking back we found Rapture again. So like modern day people Oh, I see that would be kind of cool. Yeah, so like so they they discover the city and because I mean it, it could be it could be secret, you know, be like what what is this and then it's it's how modern man is reacting to this 40s dystopia dark, you know, kind mm-hmm. of creepy mysterious place and I think that'd be interesting. And um you know, people might not agree with me on this one, but I know that uh, people were talking about somebody who would be really good to play Andrew Ryan would be um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and I actually, I actually think that'd be really cool. Okay, if he, if he I, I kind of see that. I, I totally disagree with that. That's All right, right. I'll give you that. You one. know, I, I think I was after Gatsby. I mean, I think Gatsby and Andrew Ryan. I mean, Ryan's definitely a lot darker than Gatsby, but you know, right. it's uh, I think it's an interest. It would be. Um, it, I see a lot of similarities with the character right. as well. Okay, and also with um with um. DiCaprio's range as an actor, he could probably make it a lot more, you know, make a lot more than what it is already. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Because it, I mean, it would be a very, you know, a role that had a lot of layers to it. I mean, because Andrew Ryan is an interesting character, right? right. And, and he'll definitely find a way to make it different than Gatsby. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously definitely, the director definitely. has to take a hand in that, but I think um, DiCaprio has enough clout to be able to change it around and say, you know what, this is kind of too close to this. Let me make it different this way, and I think he'll make good choices. So I, I, I actually like that choice. I just like this. All right, so so Bioshock. I love that game. I haven't got played the second one. I only played the first one. Well, uh, yeah, the first and second one are not. Why? I mean, the second one's definitely worth playing, but the first and second one are not very related. And then Infinite, and then Infinite is you know a whole deal. You know, a whole different deal. <laughs> nah, I hear, I hear you. I say I feel the same way about. Oh, I won't even talk about. That's how I feel that way about because I'm gonna use that for one of my video games. Um, Ralph, what is a video game that you would like to see? turned into a major motion picture. So we're just going to skip Mike and come straight to me? It, how we're works. not going round table. I'm just doing it haphazardly. I'm just making sure, you know, we're skipping Mike for a reason. You right? think Mike wouldn't tell me about that? He'd remind me all the fucking time. <laughs> You're eating that I moose? have no issue with anyone. I wish peace amongst all my brothers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you- <laughs> What? <laughs> Did we replace Mike with like an Android? Is this a life model decoy? Of course not. Of course, of course, of course not. <laughs> it's because I'm here. That, that didn't sound like an Android. That sounded like Black Porky Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Only no, one guy can stutter on this podcast. That's me. That's all, you motherfuckers. <laughs> now you're doing oh, little bitches. Now you're doing Gigi. <laughs> all right, and it has nothing to do with her being fat. <laughs> wow, I didn't know she was fat. No, you always talk about her being fat. That's why I never do. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Ralph, what's a major motion picture that you want to see um, inspired from a video game? Oh, no, it took me a second to figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Well, how, how about the second half of the show? Do that. Go. All right. So one video game I wish to see as a major motion picture is Infamous, which came Wonderful. out exclusively for the PlayStation. You <laughs> like you PlayStation hating uh, Mike the Finance guys. <laughs> Mike the Finance guy hates PlayStation. Yes. <laughs> PlayStation can suck it. <laughs> In glorious HD. <laughs> Is that what you call it now? Glorious HD? He's, 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 he's going to be calling that as he gets a freaking PS4, you know? Or More PS3. than likely. 
Yeah. Four, okay. probably. So, so, talk about, so talk about Infamous for a second. Just give us a basic idea of what this is about. Infamous is an incredible game set in an alternate reality where there was this massive explosion that caused people to pretty much just uh, get powers. The, the main character, his name is Cole McGrath, and he gains this uh, electric uh, power. And he uses it in very unique ways where you get to basically you can shock people, but he uses it to get around town where he can glide around on metal and, and power lines, you know. And somehow he can use electricity to levitate. Yeah. But we, we, we don't talk about that. He's, he jumps <laughs> off a building and then he like hovers like a little bit mm-hmm. and it helps him come down slower. Just like electricity. Yes. Just like electricity. that's electricity, everybody. She does that. Um, it's, it's sort of also like a, a he could use, sort of use it like a telekinesis a while, like, like a little bit. Oh, okay. moving objects with the electricity kind of like static shock creating a shield mm-hmm. but the the whole storyline he, he's trying to figure out what's going on what happened to him because he, he he was a messenger guy, uh, a messenger and he goes to deliver a package next thing you know it explodes and he's in a building he's still alive he's like what the fuck I thought I just died or whatever but you know it's all good so he's trying to figure out what's going on um, as the story progresses, you learn that there's a guy who's I forget what they call him do you remember his name oh it's a it's a um it's a, uh, yeah, I just I, I was, I was thinking about this this morning. It's that guy that does that thing. It's, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. So the guy is Kessler. Kessler. Yeah, Kessler. So as it turns out, Kessler is him from the future. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know by this, well, point, that then, ruined the game for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't know by this point, then you you living under a rock. Anyways, Kev, or you own an Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> or you own an Xbox, <laughs> and you're very happy of your own ignorance of this. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, so the, the whole point of, um, of the game was for him to figure out what's going on and to face off against Kessler. And the way the game works is, is pretty interesting because like, you can choose either to do bad or to do good. And depending on what you do, it affects your karma. Okay. Do you think the, you would have the movie um, talk about that a little bit or kind of touch I, it? I think the movie would, would be cool like if he um, starts out like, doing bad things or starts out doing good things and does, like, does something bad and, like, or turns bad for like, a little while. And then it comes back to good. It'd be cool if they do that in the To see him weighing out his moral compass, like kind of doing bad things, doing good things, you don't know quite. Do you think that would be confusing or maybe just to have another character um, or even if, because again, it doesn't have to follow the the game exactly, that it could be a twin brother or something like that that actually follows the other path and to see what it does between the two of them. That would be cool too. Because also what's so cool about the game is because you have two different paths you can go to, you have two different endings. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. So it could be kind of like Clue. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking Tim Curry and either of those the, the way they could do that if they don't go with like the twin thing where it could be like um, another power that he gains is sort of like premonition or whatever before he fights he sees what happens if he turns evil or chooses this one path but then he decides to go the other way or something right okay. but just the, the way that it ends is just really cool because like the evil way is like he's, he kills Kessler and takes over doing what he was supposed Spoilers. to do <laughs> if you so, don't know by this point okay so i uh, infamous was actually a game that i was thinking about uh, because i i love the infamous games i've i mean i haven't played the, the recent ones because i don't want a ps4 yet but Second anyway sun is incredible to you that much. is it all right great Ralph i can't wait PS4. to play it of course he does <laughs> uh anyway no i would say um so i would say with cole mcgrath largely his uh his uh what's behind his um actions is um uh, you know, it's very circumstantial, you know, like he, he's put into these situations and that he uses his power to get out of it versus, say, Batman and Superman who are, um, you know, they're they're out to do good. They're out to protect and everything. So more of an anti-hero. Yeah, I mean, in he a way, is a little but... bit. I mean, and, and, and the struggle between good and bad is, is very present. That's part of the game and everything. Okay. So I think in the movie they should definitely address that. But like 
what would you think the subject of the movie would be? You know, exactly. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, as like, like, what is what is driving the movie? If 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 unless it's following the story of the just, game, just to figure out what happened, because that the the whole thing is like, he got these powers. He, he didn't choose to have these powers, and now, because um, in the in the game they frame him as like the guy who did it as a terrorist. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So he wants to go and try to prove his name, uh, to clear his name. So you'd follow that storyline. That that would probably be like the best one to go to. Where like he's he's the whole his whole motivation is to clear his name and to find out what happened, why. He has his powers and why he's being framed as a terrorist. All right. And and what's cool about the game is also he's not alone. He has companions. Yeah. He has a girlfriend and also has his his best friend that help him along the way. Mm. All right. For the person to play Cole McGrath, I was thinking of Sam Worthington. I was actually going to ask you, did you pick anybody? Yeah. So like Sam Worthington is the guy from Avatar, Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, that guy. He, I mean, he would seem like just the build himself. The way yeah, designed, I could see that. He would mm-hmm. look like a great Cole McGrath. Okay. You know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that would be uh, a good choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it'd be either him or a no-name actor. You know who we don't. Yeah, know. I would say so also to go yeah. with a no-name actor if you don't get him also. Because he's like he has the build for it, and just the way he wears his hair and like his face, he looks like Cole McGrath. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cole, Cole McGrath. I, I, you say that, and I keep thinking of a singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like if if they were to follow that franchise, if they make Infamous and then they can make a second one and then a third one. The second Sun series would, would be really well too because that one follows is Comograph at this point's gone. Okay. So you have a new character. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even played it yet. Spoilerific. Wow, he's spoiling for everybody. How many people you think yeah, out there with a PlayStation a 4? <laughs> well, you haven't played um, Infamous 2? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I played I haven't. Well, I haven't finished it. But. Oh, my bad. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> but Second Son, he's actually like a, a sort of like teenager, like early 20s kind of guy. Like, er, 1920s kind of guy, okay. and this one would actually follow like a good, uh, a good because it takes place a few years after Infamous too. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, the guy's old enough to be your son, there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With so me being 24. Yeah. Right. <laughs> bless you. Oh, so, bless you. um, Mike, MFG. Who? What would be your um, video game that you want to turn into a movie? Well, cast your mind back to 10 years before I was born to September 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Or 86 for uh, the COM 64, 16, uh, 16 uh, Commodores. Oh, my God. Or for the Commodore Amiga in 1990. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see Ghosts and Goblins. Holy shit. Yeah, I went the, back there. You did. I like that. Capcom, <laughs> yep. Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, were you, yeah. Were you playing that when you were like in preschool or something? No, no. My grandparents told me all about that game. Oh, I, had, okay. I hadn't been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what you heard about the game. Tell me, can you explain the game in a nutshell? Um, it's just, it's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pat's like, please, that's way before my time. <laughs> they had computers back then? I, I wasn't even a thought then. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, <laughs> brother. Me both. Oh, there you go. Um, it's uh, it was well, it was this arcade game first. Um, it's I guess you would call it what a side scroller. It'd still be considered by that point. Yeah, and, a side scroller. Um, you were just uh, you were just a knight. You know, you were just a knight sent out to. I don't even know. Was there a purpose to the game? Like, All I remember. Were was you, you trying to rescue somebody? I don't or think just defend the land. I think you were defending the land. you you played Arthur. Surprisingly, they came up with the original name for a guy yeah. dressed as a knight. And um, it's you're just fighting literally these ghosts and goblins. Like I said, it's the game was so hard. It's considered one of the hardest games that there ever was in the arcade because you never got very far in it because you only had two chances to live. He got hit once and it knocked off his armor, and then you were in your underwear. He was just oh, in right. his boxers. Yeah. So he was Beowulf. 
<laughs> basically. Well, and, then you, and then you got hit again and you were dead. You know? I, I didn't remember so, that. So you never got really far. And then also, if you didn't finish the level in three minutes, you died. So, really? So yeah. they just wanted so, your quarters. Oh, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it was just a fun game, right. even though you got Wait, nowhere very far. Was it a quarter, or was it at this point still like nickels and dimes or something? Um, I believe it was still just a quarter. Are you sure? I, I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> as, as we've established very clearly. <laughs> this has been an episode about Mike's age the whole time. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. <laughs> that could be a part of a super physics. Now, now do you think that, that um, the movie would have the feel of like, uh, oh, man, I, was, I just had the movie in my head. Um, like, kind of like a... a uh, like a Van Helsing. Yeah, it would be very much like a Van Helsing kind of a feel without being bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like Van Helsing, but it's still a bad movie. Van um, Helsing. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could have Hugh Jackman, I guess, play Arthur, you know, for all the audience, because every time he got hit, you could knock off his armor and he'd be in his underwear. And, <laughs> and, 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 and the Cap's mom will go see this movie. <laughs> and you, you have Gigi go, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> But um, <sighs> actually, I think that would actually be kind of a funny part to it. Like if they could, I mean, could, you know, keep a little humor to it. If somehow like during the battles he lost his armor and then would have to just go find new armor. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I just, I just think it would just make fun because it is just really just set up to be, like you said, like a Van Helsing, just a, a monster killing kind of a movie. My, my you know? question is what kind of crappy armor do you have that with one hit it just falls off? Do you go, is there like a, a, a Salvation Army of armor that they go to? Oh, it's, maybe It's Ikea armor. <laughs> it didn't have all the screws for putting it together he, he couldn't read the directions well too right that's what it was I was gonna say it's more like hooker armor like oh wait when you touch it once bam, falls right off someone throws so a dollar so bill at you he's a stripper right hey, someone throws a dollar bill at you and the armor just starts coming off one piece of the, <laughs> the arm first oh I need to see more dollars you wanna see the waist you gotta give me more dollars you set card <laughs> yes. Just just like swipe it down the slot. You want to see? <laughs> you want to see my universe? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, if that's the case, I guess it'll be sponsored by BBC. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. Cool. Uh, uh, see, I was going to call it the other name, right. which is when it came to. Um, um, council format, they changed it to Ghouls and Ghosts. I think right. Capcom had something where they would change the name for when it went from arcade to um, council. Yeah. Like that was just cool. to make it feel ghetto all of a sudden. <laughs> wow, ghetto. Damn. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll, good, good job, Mike. I'll go with my first choice. And I was kind of fighting back and forth between what I wanted to, which one I wanted to choose. And I, Kev, Kev, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you're going to get really happy after I say this. Madden 2010. <laughs> no, it's 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 actually a movie that I think could be played by his boy Kiefer Sutherland, who's actually doing the voice of the video game. Twenty four? Are you serious? No, something oh. even better. Metal Gear, motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. We're listening now. For those who don't know, Metal. <laughs> Metal Gear, for those who don't know, is a video game that follows the um, the adventures of a spy called Solid Snake. Solid Snake. Solid Snake. Solid Snake. The one that looks like Silver Sable from Marvel Comics? No. <laughs> well, but with the mullet on top of that. Like Silver Sable yeah, well, from the Marvel Comics? <laughs> well, this is a long it's a long running series of video games dating back to the original Nintendo console. And basically, the, the game is about um, you have this spy who's trying to stop uh, a bunch of terrorists to steal a... I believe a nuclear powered tank. Yeah, they found like a, that. Yeah. Uh, so Ralph is the villain? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, it's a tank on two legs and it's got missiles that. that, that you that give it, away my secret identity. Shut Wait, up. you said a tank on two legs? 
or a tank like vehicle. Oh but no, it, I didn't know if this was like some weird looking. Yeah, uh, on two legs. It's like in a weird future. Type oh, okay. Wasn't that the much in the future? It's supposed to be like picture Gundam. Ahead. I, I can't really talk. About, I've only just played brought the down one. to a level. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well I mean, the, the thing that makes it cool is because you have the whole espionage thing and you have a kick-ass character like Solid Snake, which, spoilers, no, I won't spoil it for you, but what else? Yes, you will. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, go for it. Well, I'm saying that Keith and Solid can, can play multiple characters because he finds out that Solid Snake is a clone. <gasps> so, basically, you have the, the origination of it, the, the original person who is his clone and you have himself, so you can have multiple characters. So, like Spider-Man from the Marvel Universe. No, but, but good, though. <laughs> I mean, this video game has is, is been very popular for so many years. The last version of Metal Gear I was very upset with because the um, the whole idea is to sneak around and be clever about trying to infiltrate the bases and use certain weapons. And they, it just kind of made it into a run and shoot kind of a game. Oh. But but I think in a, in a movie version, if you made Kiefer Sutherland go back to his 24 roots, kick ass, put on an eye patch, throw him a headband, and just say, you are Solid Snake, you have to infiltrate the Russians from stealing this um, this um, tank on two legs, go. Ka-ching. All right, I just <laughs> want to say that any movie that has a man in a headband will never allow it to be made again. <laughs> Rambo made a shitload of money. 40 years ago. Karate Kid made a shitload of money. 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Ralph Macchio has not been seen since. Um, He was at Comic-Con with the rest of the... F- and I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pay to see him. Well, Metal Gear Solid Five, the one, I, like, did that also? Was that not Solid Snake in the in that game? Um, that was actually um, that was Old Snake, right? Yeah. Number five. No, no, yeah. four is Old Snake. No, no, five is Old Snake also. Yeah, five, five is, five is trying Metal Gear Five. That's the one with Ground with, Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Yeah, yeah, Solid, that's Old Solid Snake. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I, I finished Guns of the Patriot. I thought that was his. I oh, that was Guns of the Patriot. That was such a great one. Uh, uh, number four. Wait, guns of, I, get guns of, I get Guns of the Patriot confused. With, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Sons of Liberty. Sorry. Okay. Sons of Liberty. So, uh, Guns of the Patriot, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. No, I thought that was that was uh, uh, Old Snake's last mission, but I guess it's not. Yeah. Well, well, because here's the thing. Bottom line is, there's Snake, uh, there's Solid Snake, who is the main character for a while, and then they introduce the fact that Snake is a clone of this human, a former soldier by the name of... Snake Plissken? <laughs> Actually, his name is Big Boss. Well they, well, they actually inspired. He looks like it's funny you say Snake Plissken because at some point, um, Big Boss, aka Snake, has an eye patch. So I'm like, I wonder if that's like an homage to him. So really, you could just have Kurt Russell play this instead of uh, no Kurt Ru- Keeper Sutherland. When was the last time you seen Kurt Russell? Like the same time you seen a headband. <laughs> exactly <laughs> together, my point. <laughs> you put it together, that movie's gonna fail. <laughs> All right, so let's go one more one more way around the panel. Another movie you think that can be. You know, sorry, another video game, another game that can be inspired to be a movie. <laughs> See, you did it again. No, no. If you listen you back to it, again. it, I didn't do it again. Listen. <laughs> you did it to me. And no, I didn't do it to you. I just reversed the question. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. All right. Dominican on Puerto Rican hate. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch out. It's going to be a big war. <laughs> with, with two small islands. Anyway. <laughs> the Puerto Ricans won't show up, and the Dominicans are still fixing the plumbing in that apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Battlefield empty. <laughs> Oh, man. And the blacks that will be reporting it will be spelling everything wrong. (laughs) There you go. All right. Now we don't feel left out. All right. So, Pat, what's another video game you think that can be made into a major motion picture? All right. So, it's another PlayStation exclusive. Um, (laughs) Yawn. Love it. Love this. All right. All the Xbox people, you can turn off this PlayStation. All the Xbox people, please turn this off now. (laughs) Uh, Resistance. 
I really yes. the Resistance one, two, and three. I've played them all. I think they're great. Um, I mean, Resistance was actually a launch title for the PS3. Uh, my reasoning: I really love the Chimera as a villain, as these aliens that have come down and you know to survive. They've they've um, used human bodies to create uh, soldiers. They're called that's why they're called Chimera. And you know, there's very, and though even the ones that are just pure Chimera are also called Chimera. Though Chimera is whatever it doesn't really matter uh but basically <laughs> and the plot fell apart <laughs> no but, just, but i think i think they're a really great villain um and i and you know and i would love to i would love i mean th- the thing is one of the trailers for uh resistance 3 was actually in live action and i thought it was really cool and uh, i you yeah, know and right. it, it gave me and i was because resistance 3 i was really excited for and i loved resistance 3 even though it didn't get the great the best ratings i thought it was great uh, but just the visuals in that game um especially like uh the terraforming machines in the third game or um some of the huge walkers in the you know the first, second, and third game, you know, I just there's and um, even just some of the huge ass monsters that they they, they create, I think would look awesome in live action. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, and I would love to see kind of like I don't want it to be the the, the characters from the game. Mm-hmm. I would like you know I'd like to it to see like more like uh, a Resident Evil type character, you okay. know, where like they 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 each movie would be kind of like. You know, it's kind of like own incident, maybe like an overarching story and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I think that they're the game takes place back in the fifties, so I think that they're it's kind of a, a cool time period. Cause I always I always like older like games that are kind of like retro and cool. Um, but I think it could be really really cool uh, just to see a movie just about you know the struggle to survive in this world that we're in this war that they're majorly losing. You know, nice, yeah, that would be great. It's funny because I'm um, I've always loved the look of Resistance, and I've seen my brother play it. But I've never gotten into it, and I just keep hearing it's a great game. But it's one of those things that I know it's 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 a trilogy or it's a saga, and I know once I start playing it, I'm probably gonna like it, and I'm I'm gonna keep on doing it. But unfortunately, I have no fucking time. So I I need like hit them and run games. Right. What? What No, no, I was about to say this, but the resistance is kind of like it's the it's the PlayStation version of Halo, basically. Idea wise, not saying story wise. Actually, I'd say. I don't. I, I I often would think that Killzone is the Halo version of. Oh okay. Actually, yeah, no, Killzone's the Halo is the, is the Gears of War is the Gears of War for PlayStation. Oh okay. So I guess I guess Resistance could be the Halo for it. Ah, uh, okay. Gears of War. <laughs> okay. Love that. I'm, su- game. I'm surprised you Xbox fanatics hadn't used that one of those. Why are you looking at me when you say about, I have both systems? Yeah, but which one do you play more? Um, the one that has better um, you know, social uh, f- uh, features. Uh, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, smartass. <laughs> What about you? What's your what's your second video game you're gonna turn into a movie? It's got a tank in it. Probably does. It probably does. <laughs> Metroid Prime, bitch. Oh god. Wow. Is that wait? wait what version is bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Prime one, two, and bitch. <laughs> and, 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 what, and, and what doesn't help um, RT Square's point is that Metroid is a female character. <gasps> <laughs> Women everywhere. Uprise. <laughs> you know the one that's listening to this this podcast. Shout out to Erin. You know what's up. Anyway, and Kristen, she knows what's up too. <laughs> about Metroid, I don't know about that though. You, you know what's funny? The you know Samus's last name? No, Aaron. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the relevant. You just said shout out to Aaron. Oh, Erin. Yeah, and her last name's Aaron. Yeah, A R A N. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> that didn't work as well as you planned it. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so anyways, Metroid is, uh, the whole plot is, uh, Samus is, I guess, like, uh, what was it? Uh, an intergalactic bounty hunter. Okay. Right? And she receives this distress signal, uh, distress signal from a space station, and she goes to investigate. And when she arrives there, she sees that most of the crew is dead because they were experimenting 
uh, on some creatures on their genetics and the creatures break loose and they just take over the ship and go crazy. So her mission is to pretty much blow up these creatures and make sure that she could get escape from the ship. But let me ask you, wasn't it, I mean, now it's been several years now, but I, I guess more than five years, but wasn't that a big reveal alone that the fact that Metroid was a woman? Yeah. Because the whole Back, time you didn't see who was in the, the Yeah, the, like the, the first Metroid games, she would just wear the suit. And then whenever she died, she would just die. Right. Then it wasn't until I think the Metroid that came out for the Game Boy, I think it was. Uh, 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 uh. She takes off the helmet in the, at the end of the first one. My bad. Yeah, if you're going to tell the, the history, tell it My, right. I'm, I'm sorry, Grandpa. Tell it like it is, Grandpa. Sorry, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Chad. No, sorry. Go ahead, Grandpa. <laughs> Take over, Grandpa. Well, no, anyway, I'm just saying that, you know, but you're right. It was a, um, it was a big reveal. Because I think about it. Um, the first Metroid was 84. Wow. 85. Because it was when, when, the, when the home console of Nintendo came out. And that was one of their big games. And I remember the reveal was at the end. Where um, oh. she defeats it and she takes off the helmet. And she's female. Oh. But a lot of people forget that because they just see her in the in the armor fighting. So nobody, if you haven't beat it, you don't know it. You just know of the characters. The characters are very iconic looking, but you don't know about oh, the rest. See, I thought that the reveal of her being a woman was actually like in the 2000s or something like no, that. No, oh, no, 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 no. It was in the first game. It was in the first game, yeah. I mean, it, and, and I remember it was... How do you know about that game? I know about Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game is still out now. And yes, I do know that there was a big reveal back then. <laughs> Holy. I wasn't around for it. But, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely like Metroid. It, it always has a great look. It always, always had a great think, look. What were you gonna say, Pat? I, I think the suit would look great in live action. Right? Absolutely. And also, huge sci-fi fan. I think it'd be like a great like sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's a good point, thriller, because you know you have a lot of things popping out and kind of it, that'd be awesome. I really do like that that choice. And just to see how they would do, because there's like one of her abilities is to like turn into this ball and shoot out a bomb. You know, just to see how they would do that would be awesome. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And the, the blaster that she has. Yep. I, but I, it was funny. I never beat that game, so you know. So do we have any actresses and don't say Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> wow. Why are we hating on Jennifer Lawrence, yo? She would I, look I incredible like in that suit. I'll just say that. Eh. Especially the undersuit because it's a blue undersuit. <laughs> okay. So so what, what what would be your suggestion, sir? Oh, I don't have one. I just didn't want Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, do you have one? Oh, that actually I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence. You really were going to say Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sounds fine. It sounds better than Eva Green. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to pass you in that. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for those that don't know, Pete Tangle's a big fan of Eva Green, so, you know. Yeah, yeah most of her, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> most of her. Well, what well, party's not a fan of her? Her feet? Her skeletal face? What? 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 <laughs> All right, so, good job, Metroid. MFG, that what you got? is a good job. I got something that's putting you all to shame because this will be so fantastic on the big screen. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to save it for myself and pitch it in Hollywood. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> I felt like that was like like if there was a black uh, a black exploitation film, uh, a video game. He would. That's what it sounded like the intro for. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> black Shadow. <laughs> Black in you know, the video game. <laughs> um, no, I want to see because it's just going to be so beautiful to see it. I want to see Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh, yeah. What? Shadow you, of the Colossus what? by Sony you, Computer Entertainment, October two thousand and five. PS two, two thousand eleven. PS three HD. Later. Great game. But it was actually on a, Shadow I think, of the Colossus. I've never heard of this. PS two. Yeah. You've never heard of Shadow of the Colossus. I've never heard of Shadow of the Colossus. It was voted like best you, game on PS two by IGN. I told you I, I mean, deal with a lot of shit here. I, I see. I, <laughs> This is what I work with now. Um, it's the the storyline focuses on a young man named Wander who uh, he enters in this forbidden land and he has to travel across these vastly huge expanses of land on horseback and defeat 16 massive beings, Kill simply lizards. known as Colossi. What? 
And kill little liz- little tiny lizards. Well, there's that. Um, <laughs> he has to do all this in order to restore the life of a girl named Mono. Um, it's like a puzzle game because wait, each wait. Colossus' weakness must be identified and exploited before it can be defeated. Her name is Monkey? Mono. Monkey. Monkey. Yeah, Mono. In Spanish, it's Monkey. Well, I didn't say she was Spanish. <laughs> you, you didn't create it. It's, it's by Sony. I doubt she was Spanish. <laughs> you never know. There's a large Spanish population in Japan. Um, yeah, they call them Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Go ahead, Mike. Um, no, I just think it would just be because you have to see the game. Um, if you ever see pictures of the game, you'll understand. But they are just beautiful. And they're not like just one Colossus that looks the same after the next. They're all very unique looking. And they're huge. I mean, they're huge, huge. You know, wow. To the point the guy, the graphics yeah, yeah, now. Like the, the guy's running up the Colossus, you know, in order to try and figure out how to defeat them. And it, like I said, it's like a puzzle work. So I just think that it would just be like one great movie monster after the next. If, yeah. I, if I may add, even the even with the PS2, which are very uh, dated graphics, mm-hmm. you know, back then, it just you know, it look it just looks it's such a beautifully rendered game yeah. and everything. Um, my question though is like, what would the story really be about? Because I mean, the game is not largely story based, right? I mean, I think it would. I mean, I think simpler the better. So basically. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head, kings, princess, kidnap, evil sorcerer of another land. We need to find a warrior that's willing to go face these beasts in order to get my daughter back. And you can have her hand in marriage. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, literally I'm so, I'm so, as simple as you can I'm get so, a story. I've seen those monsters. I'm like, done. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the point is, that's the whole point of the movie. You want to see these monsters. You want to see the hero figure it out. Maybe there's some helpers along the way, but, you know, to help them through it, whatever. But the point is. Who cares what the real story is? You want to see the damn Colossus. Uh, no, that's true. How many are there? 16. So you would have to split the movie up then? Of course. Uh, unless Peter Jackson does, we'll have 16 movies. <laughs> um, so would you want... Okay, so like, I mean, the 16 um, in the game, because I've beaten the game, and each one is very unique, first of all, in how you beat them and also how they how they interact with the world and everything. Would you want to see the same 16 from the game? Which I think would be cool. But I like, don't think it would matter. I mean, as long as whoever was there was being clever. You know, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Use them or, you know, come up with their own clever idea. That's fine. And like I said, I mean, obviously, if it's only a one shot movie, you don't have to have all 16 in it. Just the, the basic concept. But again, it could always leave its way to another, you know, even if it's not all getting the princess back, you could always have another reason that another warrior has to go out to fight these colossus. You know, let me ask you a question, because um, you, you said that, you know, let me just ask a question. Let me not even preface it. Um, Are you going to ask me the question? Shit up. Um, <laughs> is there a, an actor you see in this, or do you see a certain team of visual effect people that could possibly work on this movie? Like maybe like oh, the team that did Wrath of the Titans should do this movie. The team that did Wrath of the Titans should be boiled in oil and then fed their own body parts independently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that team, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is, um, is there a movie that has like a, a similar look that you would kind of like lean towards? No, not right offhand. I'm just trying to think of anything. But I mean, there's nothing that's jumping out at me. With today's ability to do graphics, you'll find somebody. I, I don't have a specific look, nor do I have a particular actor because I don't see it having to have one person going through. Like I said, it could really just be, let's say, for instance, you do a handful of Colossus for one movie. But it's just uh, if you want to have an overarching plot, then whatever evil is able to make these things is the overarching plot. But I mean, you could have different people go out to fight them every time. You right. Know? I mean, you know, I, I just think it would just be a lot of fun. OK, no, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And before I was lost, now I see it, I'm like, oh, uh, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. It would just now, be now I wonder if um, Shadow of the Colossus is on. What, what was the last game? What was the last game they, they released, you know? Uh, Shadow of the Cross is just one game. Yeah, it's just one game. I thought no, because it's available oh. for this, available for that. Oh, no, well, it came out in 2005 for PS2, but then they redid it in, in HD in 2011 for oh, PS3. So that's, that's why I'm I need, I need to buy that. I really yeah. do. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I might want to check that PS3 out. PS3 in HD? 
Yeah, I still yeah. haven't bought it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and, then, and then it also comes, you get you get Shadow of the Cross, and you also get Eco, which, or Ico, whatever it is. But I heard Ico wasn't that great. Oh, okay. But I have no, I know very little about it. But it, the art style is very similar. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I got, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out when I get home. Let me know when it comes out for PS4. Yeah, hold your breath. <laughs> isn't, PS, isn't PS4 supposed to let you know Ralph's when, it, when that comes out? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph's dead now. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So let me throw in mine, and I'm one, and I'm very surprised nobody went for this one. Pac-Man. <laughs> no, and not Galaga either. Galaga, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the one I'm knock out. What? Halo. <laughs> Halo. I knew you were gonna say that because I, I think you know what ha- Halo because it has so much of a long history, and you have such a strong following. You could make a lot of money with that. The visuals are fantastic. What? You do know there have been Halo movies, right? They've been Halo. But I'm talking about a, Anime. a major yeah. motion picture movie. Like okay. Live action. Live yeah, action. Live, well, I think live action would definitely be Just the way to go. Just check it and make sure. Absolutely. Hey, don't be jumping all over the cap shit, man. Come on. I'm in an alternate universe. MFG just stuck up for me. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, this life model decoy thing is actually looking pretty plausible. <laughs> Can you do an imitation of Black Doom? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> this is Black Doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, the life model decoy doesn't work. But <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the Halo would be a uh, fantastic game. I think a lot of people, even people who don't follow video games, know about Halo. Mm-hmm. And if you get the right actor to do it, I mean, Master Chief can be really kick-ass. I think Manu Bennett can do it. The guy who plays Deathstroke on um, oh, okay. Arrow, he can play a good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he can play a good Master Chief, especially right. since he never takes off the helmet. So that's yeah, fine. but also, to, but to shut up, but <laughs> but but to boot on top of that, I think that if you added on the visual team, the visual effects team from Prometheus. Okay. I think uh, that'd, yeah, yeah. that'd be a very visual, but not the writer. No, not the writer. Oh, no, no, not the writer. <laughs> I didn't say the entire Prometheus team. Looked great. I, lo- oh, I, I like the look of the movie. movie. It, yeah, it looked fantastic. So, so I think if you add that team with Halo and add Manu Bennett, gold. Wow, gold. I'm just saying. You know, I am not a Halo fan, but I would, I would probably, I'd, I'd go see it. It's on Xbox. <laughs> I, I just, I don't like. It. I just don't like it. Is it because it's a shoot 'em up game, or you know? Oh, I like shoot 'em up games. I, I've just, I've played enough Halo. I just don't. I just, I don't. Honestly, I think Halo is better suited for the PC. In my opinion. I just don't like. I, I like the controls with a mouse for the reason that you can't like zoom in your gun. And I realize I'm a Call of Duty guy, so I prefer like being able to aim down the sights. But I feel like just the actual. Uh, design of the game works better with a mouse. That's my opinion. One of these days, I'm going to get P-Tango, King Koopa, and Steve in a room to talk about that stuff. Because I know Steve would, would probably disagree with um, PC versus Xbox feel. Yeah. So I, I, I would wonder how that debate would go. I, did, did you ever see um, the live action uh, Forward Into the Dawn? Forward Into Dawn? The, the live action one? The no. miniseries, yeah. No. You haven't seen that? No. It's on Netflix. Just take oh, a look oh, I'm going to check it out, yeah. But it's just pretty cool. It's like a... Sort of a prequel of Halo, where you see my. Uh, is it a prequel? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have no clue. You never, you haven't seen it either. I told you I'm not a Halo fan. I don't oh. really follow it very much. I wasn't listening. <laughs> see, <laughs> see what I deal Surprise. with. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's it's just uh, it's a it's this quick little miniseries where you see uh, cadets going into the academy training to become soldiers, and then uh, that's when um, what's that alien species called? The ones that attack aliens? No, no, no. The, Predators. Oh, the, oh, I know you're talking about the elite. Vulcans. The elite. The elite. Ah, they, the elite. elite. <laughs> they start attacking the planet, and as they're evacuating, 
Uh, that's when you see Master Chief come in, and then ah, okay, so all right, I'm gonna check that cool. out. All right, real quick, gentlemen, honorable mentions. Let's go around the horn in the same order. Talk about what's one honorable mention. Do you think that would be a great game? A great game that comes into a movie. You did it again. Shut up, <laughs> Pete Tango. He, he doesn't uh, know only, what only we're one, about. Only one. Only one. Uh, only one. Okay. Uh, Portal. Just gonna say it. Yes, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be a fun movie. I'd love to see the, the formation of Aperture. A prequel of, of Portal. Yeah, like a prequel yeah. of Portal. I, I I think it'd be really really cool. Portal, but Mike, but Mike MFG couldn't like direct it or anything because he get lost. Right? Yeah, because I literally <laughs> had to hold his hand through that game. Come on, Mike. Come on, put your portal there. It's oh yeah. <laughs> but it must be said that my hand is very soft and luxury because I use a lot of lotion. <laughs> oh wow! I bet you do. I mean, my hand was softer after it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Um, Ralph the Tech, Destiny. I'd say I've been playing it for a while now, and it would make a pretty. So you were level game. nine when we talked about it a month ago. Are you like level ten now? Eleven, actually. <laughs> oh, Boom. that's embarrassing for Boom. you. Okay. <laughs> MFG. Only one. Only one. Okay, then I say Injustice, Assassin's Creed Two, Legend of Zelda, and Castlevania. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> Always want to break the rule. I swear to God. All right, and the one I'll mention is, um, excuse me, the one I'll mention is GTA. <laughs> Ooh. I think if you make it over the top um, action with some. Um, not stop motion, but kind of like what they did in 300. Mm-hmm. That with that kind of like over the top um, you mean visuals. slow motion. I was gonna say stop motion, but yeah, same thing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, because stop motion is when you take pictures and you. I, I realized yeah. it. When oh I no, Mr. Bell! Stop, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bell! Get out of here! <laughs> All right, so um, there you have it. Our ideas of video games that could be major motion pictures, and if um, they turn into motion pictures, I want the money. <laughs> These are my ideas. All of them. <laughs> But you know what? Don't go anywhere, please, because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. That was good the second time around. That <laughs> was a poor Geeks on the Go. Finally, a, no. a black... No, no! <laughs> black Doom and his minion. <laughs> all right, you already know what the segment is. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But we have a new guest, so let's try to impress him. Wait, we're supposed to impress people now? I wasn't. That's not in my contract. He, he can see us. He's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he can see you. He's not impressed. Everyone's impressed when they see me. <laughs> They're like, wow, he's got such a big chest and those twiggy little legs. <laughs> they love me. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would suppose so. All right, you sp- wow, he even do an accent for that one. All right. Ready, set, go. If you were given the choice, would you be a Sith or a Jedi? Ralph. Neither. I'd create a new order. The order of the tank. Dick. <laughs> P. Tango. Uh, third option, which is uh, featured in the Bane books, a dark Jedi, which is uh, essentially you can follow either path without allegiance to either um, uh, religion, essentially. Nerd! That was the longest answer I've ever heard on the show. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> Mike. Uh, Sith. They have a moral code that's easy to follow, plus they hate children. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you prefer your Lego video games to have speech or remain silent? P-Tango. I guess silent. <laughs> All right. Well done. <laughs> Mike. Uh, speech, because most of the gestures the characters make with their cupped hands are obscene. You'd be wrong. <laughs> Ralph. I prefer neither. I want the games to be good. Uh, whoa. <laughs> then you might be waiting for a long time. Damn. <laughs> With Halloween around the corner, which classic monster do you think is deserving of their own? 
I've never been cut off while doing that, but fuck it, we're going to keep going. Yeah, we're, yeah, you've said a lot of things have never happened before. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this with, has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> with Halloween around the corner, which classic monster do you think is deserving of their own featured video game mic? I say the Wolfman. I don't know what the plot would be, but the scene where he gives himself a tongue bath would be make it rated M for adults. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? He took my answer. I was going to say a really good werewolf game would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. They'd oh, have one. All right. P-Tango? Uh, something with like that deals with like haunted suits of armor. Haunted Ooh, suits of armor? Very Scooby-Doo-ish. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Zoinks! Zoinks! You pesky kids. I can't uh, see anything without my glasses. <laughs> Get <laughs> contacts, bro. Is that why your hand's in my lap? <laughs> Last but not least, if you could own an, auth- an authentic superhero or supervillain costume to keep in the closet... What would it be, Ralph? I didn't know that costumes could be gay. I hope that's not your answer. No, no. I would have a Batman costume. Oh, you have a Batman costume. I mean, if it's an authentic one, it'd have the working utility belt and everything. So, yeah, yeah, and he'd blow it. himself up in a week. <laughs> in <laughs> other <laughs> news, Ralph's a tech. It'll have the keys to the Bat Tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping that. Pete Tango, uh, Batman Beyond. Oh wow! Okay, nice. Batman Beyond. I, the suit that doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the rocket propellers and the and the things that fly. I don't know. All where. the circuitry and that. All the circuitry, tight. all the power, <laughs> all the jet the fuel they just use in that thing. <laughs> the bo- the batarangs out of nowhere. Oh, I, I don't know where. Actually, if you want to know how it works, it uses a solid uh, fuel rocket fuel that's feed in through the bottom of the boots. So basically, if he got hit really hard in the feet, he would just blow up. Exactly. <laughs> all right, and Mike, Lord Dooms, of course. I, I was hoping you'd go something else. I said, he's not going to pick Doom. You really went for Doom. All right. Tigra, the werewoman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he went from licking werewolves to, to fucking, he's got this whole feral thing going on. To, Come on, week. I'd look great in a two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. But meow. It's funny because in my heart, I would probably do Captain America. <sighs> but I would end up doing probably like. What a surprise, Captain America. Shit it. But. <laughs> I actually thought about like I like Taskmaster's um, outfit with the hood and the skull and the skull face mask, and, but, what but it's a surprise. white. Something that resembles Mike's costume. He'd almost look like Moon Knight. <laughs> I, that's why I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but let me just give a couple of uh, quick messages. Shout out to my boy Ron Bosch. Happy um, belated birthday. Hope everything is well, and hope you guys get um, your podcast up and running. What the hell? You've been promising it for a while. Also, speaking of podcasts. And friends, I want to give a shout out to my boy Big Kev for starting his own podcast. Him and his friends MJ and Grace have this podcast called The Tribe. And if you're looking to hear about sports and sports talk, they do it on SoundCloud. So if you get a chance, check out um, The Tribe, especially if you're into sports. And last but definitely not least, our challenge has been accepted. And if you What know, challenge is that? The challenge was to have somebody come on the show and defend that rotten movie that they call... Man of Steel, Jazz has accepted. He picked up the gauntlet and slapped you in the face. What you gonna do now, Mike? <laughs> Laugh at him for liking the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know the format, Jazz. We're probably gonna iron that out. We'll talk to you about it later on. But be ready. Just be ready. He I accepted. think we should just tie him to a chair, tape his mouth shut, and then just rag on the movie and be like, got anything to say? Oh, nothing? And just keep going, going, and then, and then end the show. No, 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 I want to hear what he says. <laughs> we'll just have Ralph beep out his answers in post. <laughs> and, and then the funny part is um, Jazz is a good friend of yours, P-Tango. 
roommate, actually. <laughs> well, wait, wait, hold on. So a, best, a good friend can't be a roommate? No, yeah, he, no. He's, he's a good friend of mine. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. You could have said and roommate. No, you're and roommate, to, yes. You're supposed to roommate with your enemies. That way that you know you keep them close. Oh, God. And, yeah. they, pay, and they pay money. That's right. I made you waffles. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you said waffles. I just thought about Donkey from Shrek. I'm making waffles. <laughs> I'm making waffles, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of the show for, for this week, you son of a bitch. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Rob the Tech, and our special guest, Patrick, a.k.a. P. Tango. Hey, Tango. this is the cap saying keep it geeky and with all these new shows out on tv could anyone ever have a life